but I'll name them on yours. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave them on your own. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> Okay. Just scarf the fries. Let me finish chewing on that. Look I'll try to chew while you're speaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to work out well, but I'll try. <clears throat> I wonder if I can download an app for that TV. <laughs> it's an insignia. Yeah. enough it doesn't have one well it's insignia aren't they the cheap brand now yeah. it used to be vizio was like don't buy a vizio they're crap yeah, vizio is like vizio stepped it up yeah they um i got one at home so do i that's all i buy i got them off woot <laughs> i got them um i just recently bought a new tv because i got the um the 1x and mm-hmm. the ps uh pro mm-hmm so I got me a 4K TV. I got um, I went with the TCL brand. Oh, TC, yeah, TCL. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't. Uh, hey, if it looks good, it looks good. Yeah, I wasn't too privy on it either, but damn, it wound up working out. And it was uh, cheaper, and it was like the uh, damn near top tier model. So it was great for what I was doing. Yeah, I'm getting a PS4 for Christmas. So I think we're just getting a regular one. We don't have a 4K yet, so. Yeah. I don't think there's a reason to. But it, it it makes a difference. Like um, I, I was sitting there playing um, the newest Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. and I was just sitting there like, "That's a hair." Oh, she got some blood on her face. What? I never noticed that before. Yeah, I've seen that. I think Assassin's Creed is supposed to look like really phenomenal. I got that game, and I'm not sold on it. I red boxed it. And I'm like, this is not what I like. Just push record. Let's keep talking. It's already recorded. Good. Um, <laughs> that's exactly how I prefer to do it. Um, so Assassin's Creed, I red boxed, and I've been like a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Yeah. And for whatever reason, like this doesn't feel like Assassin's Creed to me. And for whatever reason, everyone's saying it's the best one. Like, is it the best one? Not damn. I feel like they've lost touch of the whole you are an assassin and you're running on rooftops and you're, like trying to be sneaky and killing. And Egypt is a cool place to explore in the game, yeah. but it feels more like The Witcher or something. Which I've never played. Yeah, I haven't either. It just looks like it feels like The Witcher. Um, it, it feels more like, I don't know, just like a regular adventure game. Yeah. It doesn't feel like Assassin's Creed to me. Now, um, whenever you played Assassin's Creed, what, what's the console difference? Have you ever played it strictly on PlayStation? Or have I've you always played been on Xbox. All right, so that, that's a crossing over platform for me because, like, anytime I've ever played Assassin's Creed, it's always been on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So now that I got the Xbox One X... I'm playing it on Xbox and like it's just like ugh. these Feels controls just feel nasty as shit. I haven't had a PlayStation since the PS2, and it's sitting on my shelf still. Um, but I haven't messed with that. Okay. I skipped three, and I'm about to get a four because there's like a bunch of games I want to play on it. Yeah. But there was nothing that came out on the three that said you need to play, you need to buy this. Uh, I mean, especially like I was gonna get it for Final Fantasy, and then that became multi-platform. So yeah, true. And then Final Fantasy 13. 
Is it 13? Yeah, 13 sucked. And they're like, that was so good, we should make three of them. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped playing Final Fantasy. I think um, when they came out with that Final Fantasy Online or whatever. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I think that's where I stopped it. I tried to get into it for a little bit, and then it was just like, no, this isn't fun. <laughs> so I guess we should do some intros. Um, we should. So this, this is absurd, but it's also uh, random ramblings with Rob. Uh, so you're Rob. That's me. Yeah. Um, but I've known you as B-Rob before. Yes. Can you explain what the B is? No. Um, nope. <laughs> no, no. Sorry. doesn't work that way. Yeah. Now, um, well, listeners of my show will know what it is, but since I am on Absurd, and it would be absurd not to, to say not explain it. why. Technically, this is us getting to know each other. We can get into that, too. Getting to know you. Yeah. <laughs> um, if only we could play that music. I told you I had my eye. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was in the military. And, um, you know, we all go by last names. My mm-hmm. last name, Robinson. Oh, breaking the fourth wall. And um, so, naturally, they shorten it down to Rob. But when you have multiple people with the last name of Robinson, I mean, because this is a common name, as is Johnson mm-hmm. and Gonzalez and all this other bullshit, they had two of us, and we were both the same rank. So Doesn't help. When they call us over the PA system to come to the office, or uh, whatever the case may be, they'd be like, Lance Corporal Robinson, please report to dispatch for blah, 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 blah. So both of us would show up. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, not you, the black one. Or not you, the white one. Wait, his names were black? Yeah, so the B stands for... Oh, my for- God. <laughs> I was really hoping he was like A-Rob. It turns out it's just racist. <laughs> I guess it's not racist. It's just descriptive. Well, yeah. There's no hate behind it. No, not at all. It, and it's just like how you would see it. I was like, all right, not you, the black one. <laughs> and um, at the time, the rapper... Black Rob okay. was like popular in that Never song. Whoa. Black Rob. Oh, keep in mind I'm White Paul. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> the White Paul. I don't know Black Rob. Yeah, but he was um, a rapper around that time. He had um, a, a hit called Whoa. Okay. And um, that's kind of where it was going toward. So there was like Black Rob, B Rob, Black Rob the rapper. So that's what we call you now. I really was hoping it was A and B. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, it didn't work out too well because they called him W Rob, which is kind of like doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue. No, neither does White Rob. No, it's I don't know. It's just weird. And they didn't want to say Black all the time, so they're just like B Rob. There you go. Here it is. And then like after the fact, I just the, the B Rob stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So people's like, is your first name Brandon or something? Uh, Bob? Or why the fuck would you say Bob? But. <laughs> but that's what people would ask, and I was just like, no, that's not it at all. Nope. I'll just let you, I'll leave that to your mind to wonder. I like that. That is that is not the story I was expecting. <laughs> Much well, happier what, for it. Well, what were you expecting? Uh, I thought your first name was just like B something, and... Nope. Nope, this is much better. <laughs> but, that, you know, that's, that's just the randomness so, of the whole thing. So you and I technically met at WrestleMania Dallas Weekend. Yes. Um, at a Ring of Honor show. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had been listening to my other podcast where we talk about wrestling all the time. And that's kind of how everything yes. sh- shook out, essentially. So, I guess, technically this is us getting to know each other because you moved to Houston about a year ago. Yeah. And we haven't actually hung out. No. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> let's uh, let, let's go as far back as we possibly can. All right. That's interesting. That. Um uh, what's the uh, what's the military stuff? Can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I joined right out of high school. I come from a military family. Um, my father was Armory. Mm-hmm. Armor. I can't even talk. It's this patty melt that that I'm having here at uh, Griff's, which is very delicious and tasty. And it's um, got, got me all flustered and everything. I can't pronounce, pronunciate my words and everything. That's what happens when you eat here. Also drink here. <laughs> well, I, maybe I'll do the drinking another time. Yeah. But um, my father was in the Army. My brothers and sisters, Army, Marine Corps, Air Force. I mean, there's a Robinson in every branch of the service. Mm-hmm. And um, I grew up around that my whole life. So naturally, when I was of age, that's the path I chose for myself. Right out of high school, straight into the military. And for um, 16 years, that's what I did. 16 years, two months. <laughs> okay. So so you're not young. No, not so much. <laughs> so how old are you? Um, shit, I'll be... I don't even know how old I am anymore. I'll be, I think I'll be 36 in March. Okay. Yep. So It's a good age. <laughs> it's especially a good age to retire. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was listening to your episode 100, which congratulations. Appreciate um, it. I guess this would be episode 101. Yeah. If you're host, if you're putting it on your thing, yeah. Which is really exciting because for me it's like episode 14. Yeah. Um, but you do a consistent show. Yeah. I'm more of a. Whenever I get the whim. Yeah. Mine is. When can I get someone to be on it? Because you'll do shows by yourself, which blows my mind. But yeah. you at least have a good radio voice. Yes, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. You don't have to adjust it. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know, man. It's just like um, speaking to podcasts and everything. So I can kind of turn it back on you mm-hmm. and everything. We can get back to me anytime. Yeah. But um, what got you in the podcast and all even discovering what podcast even is yeah um so uh initially uh it was it was probably wrestling related i was listening to um, same live audio wrestling i was a, a canadian radio show that has since disappeared as of this year after 20 something years god damn um there's there's an interesting story behind that but i recommend people look it up online um but essentially, they sold their thing, and the company that owned it decided to cut them, which hmm. I think was a huge mistake to sell your company to the one that owns TNA Wrestling. Um, so I was like super into that, and I'm like, I like this. I could, I don't know, I guess I could do this, but I was on a message board with everyone who hosts RBR, and thus I eventually just fell into that and hmm. kept doing it, and it would probably not be a wrestling fan if it wasn't for that, but it is what it is. And that was kind of the same thing with me. I don't even know how I stumbled upon podcasts specifically. But it was just like, I think it was probably because of this goddamn phone, mm-hmm. this damn iPhone or whatever. It was just like I was um, scrolling through. I mean, they had a couple of iOS updates and everything. And just one day this thing popped up, uh, Apple Podcasts or Podcasts. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is a podcast? You know, what? what is this malarkey? I was, I was there before that. I was at the point where I was downloading the MP3s and, like, dragging them onto my iPod. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was before podcasts had their own dedicated thing. Yeah, so I guess I did. I came into it late. I think my first podcast was probably um, Dignation with uh, Kevin Rose and Alex Albright from, yeah. the, from the Dig website, which fell apart because Kevin Rose likes to take risks. Yeah. And I don't know what he's doing now. But he took a risk and it didn't work out. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think Dig's still around, but everyone kind of migrated n- to Reddit. Yeah, no one digs it as much. Yeah. 
Tons. You don't hear about digs on on news. No, I don't even because I can remember um, going to certain news articles and everything. And they had the little dig button mm-hmm. and shit. I don't even see that shit no more. Yeah, I think that was my first podcast, and they kind of like went video. <laughs> and I don't know, video podcasts don't do it for me. I don't want to watch anything. I got I listen to it at work. So yeah, that was my my first start in the podcast was downloading them separately and dragging and dropping them. I don't know if if it just stayed that way. I don't know if I would have been in the podcast as much as I am now. Actually, I mean, now when you don't have your presence in the podcast app, I find it to be a total pain in the ass to find your show and save it. Yeah. So that's my that's my podcast story. Yeah, convenience. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like the um, WWE Network. I mean, I want to watch all this New Japan World and uh, Progress and uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla and all this shit, but it's not. As convenient as the WWE Network, right? So I mean, I kind of I mean, they have their own network, but I don't think they have a New Japan app on your Xbox or your PlayStation. No, I mean they have it on um, Fire Stick. I'm not buying a Fire Stick. Yeah, I got an Xbox, and I might have a PlayStation, and I just don't need extra. Yeah, I got an Apple TV. Is there one? On? Maybe there might be an app for Apple TV. I don't think so. What the fuck are they doing? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think it, it, it is a smart move by them because, I mean, they are trying to make their way into the United States market. Mm-hmm. And the Fire Stick would probably be the perfect way to start out because... It is the cheaper option. Yeah, and because everybody jailbreaking them shits and putting mm-hmm. Cody on it. So, I mean, damn near everybody named Mama got a fucking Fire Stick. Yeah, I should probably look into that. I've heard that you can watch, like, movies that are in theaters. Yes, I, I, I do hear this speculation as well. I mean, I can neither <laughs> yeah. confirm nor deny. Yeah. Well, that confirms it for me. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, there are currently five uh, fire sticks in my home right now. And that's just because it was a Black Friday sale. They went down to $24. So. Yeah, <laughs> they're just giving them away. Yeah. Um, so, so I've only listened to a few of your episodes. My apologies. Um, but I also have, like, a pile of podcasts, and it's hard to add more. Um, so I've heard you're, like, I think – most of your last three episodes and they're all wrestling is your show a wrestling show it is not and um it just it just ha- that happens to be that way because um i went from uh episode one i'm um, not knowing to what the show would be and i still don't know what the fuck the show is mm-hmm. it's just that um i knew right off the bat i didn't want it to be a wrestling podcast because i mean listening to shows like um rbr weekly wrestling talk plugs um what the original podcast the very first podcast i ever listened to was the don tony and kevin castle show Mm -hmm. which was a wrestling podcast i knew from listening to all those different wrestling shows that i didn't want to do a wrestling podcast because you have to do fucking research you have to watch an ass load of wrestling you have to um look into rumors and and spoilers and all this other bullshit and i was just like me as a wrestling fan i just turn it on and i turn my brain off and i just watch it you yeah, know. I need to get to the turning the brain off part because that's why I have a show. It's to complain about all the stuff I thought about. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot where I was going with this. Um, so for me, it's like I started this one just to have like conversations with yeah. people because I feel like even when I'm with my friends or whatever, I don't feel like our conversations are like legit deep. It's like, hey, did you see this shit? All right, next topic. <laughs> and everyone's got their phones out. Yeah. So, Like I do right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, um, so that was kind of like the excuse to start this one. And then it's like getting your friends to schedule time to do it, which yeah. is, they're like, well, what's that? Why would I do that? And I'm like, it doesn't matter what it is. Just come talk with me. Mm-hmm. So I that's, don't know, that's why I do the, the personal one, which is fun. Um, 
that's initially how this one was supposed to be. Um, I wanted to write a book about my time in the military and all the crazy ass stories mm-hmm. and all kind of shit like that. So, you know, I even said this on episode 100. I tried to sit down in front of the computer and formulate the words and the thought behind the process. And I was just like, um, I type slow as shit. I got to look at the keys. Mm-hmm. And then my TV on in the background. I'm trying to watch wrestling. That's your and then fault. I, then I got a controller in my hand trying to play games on the other TV. So I'm just, I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to that stuff. You're and not was, writing a book if that's happening. <laughs> no. So I was just like, well, I like podcasts. And um, anytime I listen to like one of Kevin Smith's shows or RBR or any of the other ones, it's just like, they're having fun. They're just having regular conversation. Now, I do that shit all the time at work with my friends in the mm-hmm. military. So I was like, I could just set up a fucking microphone and let them tell the stories. Exactly. You know? But um, shortly thereafter, once I got the podcast up and rolling, I, I separated from the military. <laughs> so now, just like how you said, mm-hmm. you know, getting people you don't know on your show that, you know, to have their own agenda, maybe they're pushing music or video games or mm-hmm. whatever it is they do. Those seem to be more easier than friends and family because it's like... Yeah, they have an agenda. Yeah, you know. Your friends are like, we don't need this microphone to talk. And I'm like, well, today yeah. we do. Yeah, usually it's just like, yeah, man, oh, man, you're, you seen that new uh, freaking uh, Infinity War trailer and you slowly sliding the microphone in, just uh, pressing record, not yeah. telling nobody nothing. Just react to it, please. <laughs> just, um, just pretend so, it's not here. So my show initially was... Uh, was the first episode, which I don't think is currently online, which is good. Um, <laughs> the idea was we would take a shot before the show, uh-huh. and then we would have a beer, take a break, and then drink another beer. And that kind of like deviated from that because one, I didn't like how structured it was. Yeah. Um, so now it's just we talk until we're sick of talking. Um, but it was like a drinking show. So the longer the shows go, the more derailed they would end up being. Oh, yeah. And there's a few of them. I mean, people who've listened to this show before understand, like, it might get to the point where you can't listen to it anymore. Yeah. Um, so I'm drinking a Lone Star. You are not drinking. Why are you not drinking? You told me you drink, but I invited you to a bar to do this Yeah. Show, not no, knowing I, you weren't currently drinking. Yeah, um... Most with over the um, probably the past three months or so, um, I had an infection in my toe okay. on my right foot, and I had to take this medication to where um, I couldn't have any alcohol because I mean it would turn my liver into a brick, is what the, um, the doctor told me. Interesting. Yeah. So um, for three months, I hadn't been drinking and everything, and um, right now, as it is in my life, mm-hmm. you know, um, settling in here in the Houston, going on damn near two years. And um, we finally are able to buy a house. Mm-hmm. So um, my thought process about not drinking, I mean, I, it's been over three months now. I haven't been drinking. I kind of want to save it for that occasion to where we actually get our own house. Yeah. And it's like the fact that it's actually fucking mine. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of want to save, you know, that blackout drunk night for that celebrate that day. So when your I, toe falls off the next day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, I don't need that toe. I got a house. Exactly. I can just hobble around this motherfucker. <laughs> so, well, that's, that is quite the story, too, I guess. Um, yeah. So, you moved here a year ago, and now you can get a house. Where are you going to get a house? Do you even like Houston? You, you showed up, and the giant hurricane came in and tried to wash the whole I, city away. I know. It's just like, oh, you're getting settled, motherfucker? Ah! Take some... Normally doesn't happen. <laughs> exactly. Um... I mean, I, I, I do enjoy Houston. I mean, Houston is the biggest city that I've ever lived in or one of the biggest I've ever even really been.
been to for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. So just even coming here to Griffs, this is a whole new experience for, for me. Like I've taken roles that I've never taken before just to get here and just yeah. seeing this area where Griffs is. Plugs, plugs, plugs. Oh, I've, um, I've mentioned Griffs, I think, on, a, on an episodic basis. And most of my friends are like, can we not go to Griffs? I'm tired of going to Griffs. Like, I'm like, why would I go elsewhere? That reminds me of was uh, Shaun of the Dead. They always want to go to that one pub. I don't think I've seen Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> what? No. I, that's a parody of Dawn, right? Yeah. I've seen Dawn of the Dead. Oh, it's nothing. Like these zombie movies. It got zombies in it, but it's nothing like that. You need to watch Shaun of the Dead, and then you would get my reference, and I wouldn't sit here feeling awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it, the only thing that I don't like about Houston, well, it's two things. Traffic, which, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody got that same plight. You're getting that everywhere. And then, damn, um, just, it's so fucking big. Yeah. It's, it's just spread like, out. Like, from my house to Griff's, took me about 30 minutes to get here mm-hmm. and that's because only it's a Sunday now if I would have drove the same 30 minutes on the Monday or any weekday yeah. it would have took me an hour and a half to get to this motherfucker it was about 20 minutes <laughs> um, just because of where I live but like I didn't have to get on any freeways to get here yeah yeah but even then like everything's spread out it's a pain in the ass um, it just is what it is yeah, that's and Houston it, and then I've always enjoyed uh houston from afar i'm from louisiana that's why i was born and raised Mm -hmm. until i joined the military so i mean i'm two hours away from here and we would always um come to houston i know specifically as a child for me it was astroworld when it was a thing which i was so heartbroken to find out like it doesn't exist anymore yes that is gone and then i found out field yeah and i just and i found out years after the fact that it was gone Mm -hmm. you know so i came back i was like man i'm gonna be retiring soon i could take the kids to the place that i went to as a child and Mm -hmm. we could share those memories and experiences and then i get here and man astroworld been gone for like five six years dog i was like what the fuck you can take him to uh the rodeo when that comes to town (laughs) i missed that one this year did you go to that no no no, i missed it no, oh. no, I was here for it. Okay. Yeah, but I, I missed it still, though. It's a thing to go to. Yeah, because my... Um, it's literally the same every year, but it's fun. My brother lived here for like 11 years, and he was just like, you going to the rodeo, and me knowing him prior to him moving to um, Houston 11 years ago, is just like, rodeo, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Yeah. I know we country in Louisiana. I mean, we got the Burton Coliseum where they do monster truck and rodeo and all this other bullshit, but yeah. like for hear that from him, it's just like... I guess he's assimilating to the Houston culture. It is. Or it is very much. Um, it is very Texas as as rodeo can get. Yeah. Um, and everyone there drives a pickup truck, and it's it's that scene. But they try to include the whole city in some form or fashion. So they'll like yeah. they'll book their concerts where it's mostly like country performers that draw out you know the awful people I don't like that are definitely <laughs> racist. Um, but then they'll do like their other days that are. You know, like, uh, they have Go Tejano Day, which is, like, they gear it toward the Hispanic market. Okay. And, um, gosh, I forget. I don't know what they call... I don't know what they call the other day, but it's definitely obvious it is the Black Day. Um, <laughs> excuse my terminology, but the, it's, like... The B-Rob Day, yeah. Yeah, they have a name for it. I forget what it is. Um, but you can generally tell, like, they, they book the, sh- the whole thing around the concerts. So, um, I don't know. Toby Keith is not the day <laughs> that... <laughs> they're trying to draw in that market but um they at least try to keep it open for everybody and uh, it's a friendly and fun event now um like i said i i'm i always viewed texas and houston from afar i mean mm-hmm. you're a native houstonian right yeah did i say that right houstonian 
Yeah. Not historian, but... No, I don't know shit about history. <laughs> I so, think country music's racist, so what do they, I know? They're trying to take our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but you born and raised here. Yep. I mean, what was that like? Because, I mean, like I said, being from Louisiana, I mean, my interactions with Houston is Astroworld, the flea markets... Because um, my mom owned a flea market, so she would come out here and buy shit to bring back to mm-hmm. sell. And then um, Texas, in general, was the first place to get lottery before Louisiana. Interesting. So my mom, who was a gambler, mm-hmm. wanted to play the lottery. So she would trick me as a young man to wake up early on Saturday morning with, uh, with uh, thoughts of, uh, and delusions of going to the Galleria in Houston. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to go to the Galleria. We're going to go to the mall and do some cool things I've in Houston. I've been to the Galleria since, I've been, since I was born. Yeah. Uh, that's my mall. <laughs> <laughs> and then damn, we would just go right across the border to Orange, Texas, and damn, get lottery tickets at the first gas station we go to and go right back to Louisiana. I was like, you, l- you lying motherfucker. I didn't <laughs> say that to my mom out loud, but I was saying it in my head. <laughs> it's like telling you you're going to, uh, I don't know, Astroworld, but she takes you to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like um for a dog, you know. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's you go feed for them, a ride. You feed them a whole the bunch vet. of treats and everything, and then they come back with their balls off. <laughs> yeah. No, so growing up in Houston for me wasn't exactly difficult or anything. Like I don't have any complaints, though. At an early age, I'm like, I don't like the Southern culture. Mm-hmm. So I've gone out of my way to like not have a Texas accent. Dang on, sneak freaking. Yeah, I don't. I try to avoid saying y'all. Yeah, um, I can't help that. <laughs> I, I like. I steer away from it. I don't know why. I don't have an actual reason um, outside of when I was young, and I'm like, I don't want to sound like that. Is was the thing that just clicked in me. So I try to avoid that, um, and I take pride like when I travel and them not thinking that I'm from from Texas. Texas yeah. Um, they don't like it doesn't even come up but like if i sounded as if i was from texas they'd be like oh are you from texas where are you from and i'm like i don't even want to have that conversation like as long as i'm just normal yeah. and can slide by avoiding that conversation it's great to me i know them um because i'm from louisiana and usually my accent comes out when i get around my friends and family mm-hmm. or the drinks which yeah. i'm not totally imbibing in right now but um that's when you know the damn y'all and not mean and all the other bullshit come out mm-hmm. you know a whole bunch of country slang and jargon and everything so i mean and especially being in the military dealing with so many different cultures and races and everything it's just like not racist <laughs> but racist it's just like you can't talk the same way to everybody so you just kind of got to be this blank monotone mm-hmm. motherfucker but then you got people that come in and join the military from Cuba and Guatemala and shit and they can't help it yeah you know they fussing at you and shit getting in your face and you're like yes sir I don't know what you're saying I've right now but I'm gonna do a robot I don't know what to do yeah but I'm just running this direction and um do things in an expedient manner <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I guess we're growing up in Houston the only thing that like really jumps out is just how much has changed in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the neighborhood that I grew up in used to have a Walmart. Like Walmart? I mean, they still have a Walmart. Um, <laughs> and I got to ask you about those. Um, but they had a Walmart, and I remember the entire inside layout of mm-hmm. the, the whole store still. They knocked this shit over, built a Best Buy, a PetSmart, a Barnes & Noble, um, a Bed Bath & Beyond. 
and like one other store all in the same plot that Walmart yeah. was at. I'm like, how big was this Walmart that they could fit all of this shit there? And I don't think it was. I think they just the way it messed with my mind, it was just strange to me. And they since rebuilt a bigger Walmart around the corner. Yeah, damn. Um, and I can't imagine how many stores they could put there if they knocked what, it down. What, what Walmart is that? What area is it? Uh, it's, it was 529 and Highway 6. I don't know if I've been to that one yet. <laughs> they're all the same. <laughs> no, no, need, they're not. <laughs> so, so I follow you on your Instagram, and I'm very confused by this Walmart thing that you're doing, uh, uh, where you, you go around Walmart talking to your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Can you explain what the hell this is about? I don't know. It, it just kind of turned into a thing um, through podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a guest on a podcast called uh, Horribly Awkward. And um, along with me as a guest was um, another podcast called uh, Ice and the Face. You got to put emphasis on the and because um, usually when people say it, they say ice in the face. There's no ice in your face. It's and yeah. the face. It's two different people. What does that mean? I guess I should ask them that. Yeah, yeah, and um, they're on an episode. Um, we on my show, so it's called Ice and the Face, and okay. they give you the origin story there. Perfect. It's not as exhilarating and cool as mine mm-hmm. with the B Rob, but <laughs> it's there. But um, they were talking about uh, disgusting things like uh, public restrooms and truck stops and yeah. things like that, and it's like um, they hate going to Walmart and. I, I love going, going to Walmart. I hate going to Walmart. What? Oh, no. All right. I've and, gone a lot lately, And this has been like absurd. <laughs> I, I, this is Paul Griffin. You can't end my show just because it's your equipment. <laughs> this is the best sounding absurd there's ever been, even with the background noise. Yeah. The loud, obnoxious motherfuckers that just left out of here. <laughs> but anyway. Um, and they were just talking about the dismay and discontent with uh, Walmart. And me, I mean, I like going to Walmart. I'm a Target boy. I like the electronic section better than Walmart. Yeah. Um, me being a avid Walmart goer, uh, I took it upon myself to go fuck with them in Walmart. Mm-hmm. The first video I ever did was me going to Walmart and um, doing all the things that they said they hated about Walmart. So, like, um, people bring carts out into the parking lot and they don't put them in the cart rack. Mm-hmm. I was leaving carts out in the parking lot. Why would you do that? There's and, so many employees that don't want to have to deal yeah. with that. And then, damn, I only did one. I didn't put oh, a whole okay. bunch. And then, damn, um... Like, um, they said they have a problem with actually touching the handles on the, um, the cart. So I was like, look at me. I'm touching the carts with my naked hands. That makes sense. You know? And then, you know, just to fuck with them and mm-hmm. other different podcasts, they said they had a qualm with Walmart. So I would just go in there just to do those things. And then it just kept going and going. And then um, when I was in Missouri um, is when I really started doing the podcast for the first time. And I thought, you know, I would kind of make it a part of the show yeah. to where I would go to Walmart and I would give people shout outs and um, mm-hmm. plug other um, shows and my show and everything and just kind of make it a part of the product. Do you ever everything. bug other people that are shopping there? No, I don't. Have you considered it? I am. I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working or on employees. it. Uh, not so much the employees. I almost, uh, I got busted by one employee though. You, uh, how do you get in trouble for that? This is Walmart. Like, they shouldn't give a shit. No, well, what happened was it's just like I guess he didn't want to be on camera. Mm-hmm. And like I was um, I was walking down the aisle and I had the camera pointed at him, but I wasn't like meaning to film him on yeah. purpose. And he like put his hands up and tried to block his face and shit. He's like, are you recording me? And I was like, no. Not anymore. <laughs> Not at all. You know, so I don't know. That was just an awkward instance. And then um, the employees really don't give a shit. 
Like I don't think they're paid enough to give a yeah. shit, even about their jobs. Like just recently, um, I went to NXT Takeover War Games at the Toyota Center, mm-hmm. and um, one of the podcasts that I um, we do like this uh, group pool. We bet on who's gonna win the matches and shit. Yeah. You know, we got like a group chat, and um, it's Miles from the Best Darn Diddly. It's a Simpsons podcast. Okay. He came down here from Dallas mm-hmm. to go see War Games, and we sat t- next to each other and shit. And uh, we hung out the whole show, and then afterwards we went to Walmart, and we did a video in Walmart, and we yeah. did, we gave our review of NXT Takeover, mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of what I want to do. But when we were there in the beer aisle recording, yeah, they had employees that were um, trying to do their fucking job, mm-hmm. you know. So they was just like standing there, like they didn't want to disturb our recording. I was like, no, no, and I say it in the video. I was like. Your job is more important than what I'm doing right now, so don't let me stop you yeah. doing what you're doing. And you see Walmart employees walking in front of the camera and shit. They see they come down the aisle to see us. They're like, "Oh shit!" Then they start walking around <laughs> the other side, you know. So they don't give a fuck. It's so weird. Is that the dude who's the the Bullet Club fan, or you had him on your show? I'm oh, only asking because uh, the guy who uh, cosplays is Kenny Omega. Oh, that's um Isidoro Rodriguez. You can find him. That's on- not his shoot name. Yeah. His first name is Isidoro? Yes. Okay, continue. If you say so. Um, Formerly the creature Isidoro on um, Instagram. Is he from Houston? He's from Texas. He live out there in Angleton. Okay. Yeah, because I I sat behind him at um, TakeOver San Antonio. And I'm like, who's that guy? And then all of a sudden he showed up on your thing. And I'm like, that guy gets around. Yeah, I mean, I I actually met him through um, a film production here. Mm-hmm. Um, they had um, a, a Ponzi scheme, a scam of a movie called uh, Who Lives Last that they was filming, filming out there on um, Red Oak down 1960. And um, I met him there. Okay. So um, he showed up day one with his um, blonde streak in his hair and he had an AJ Styles shirt on. So I was like, oh, there's one of my kind here. There's a wrestling fan. No, I, so, I um, hate when that happens. <laughs> I hate when I wear a wrestling shirt in public and it becomes a conversation with a stranger who I don't want to talk to. Oh, don't let my son see that shirt. Mm. Hey, son, come see his shirt. <laughs> yeah, I told you that. That, that was, um, I went, I was wearing an NWO Wolfpack shirt uh, the other day and it was, I'm like, this is such a dated shirt. The, the last time it was like seen in public was when one of the Jenner kids wore it on a fashion oh. show line. Um, so I'm like, I could probably get away with wearing this and not encounter a conversation. So surely enough, I go to a comic shop and um, which is not the place to go because if you like wrestling, odds are you like comic books in some form or fashion. Um, just about every wrestler I know is like a big comic book nerd. Um, Except for me. And uh, <laughs> and every um, well, I said wrestler. Um, every comic book person I Craven know, Knight. Every wrestling person I know or comic book person I know likes wrestling. Mm-hmm. So of course I wear this dumb shirt to a comic shop. I'm just like wandering around looking at toys and this dude's like, oh, don't let my son see your shirt. He's going to lose his mind. And I'm like, okay, I'll hide it. And before he could even finish like his sentence, he's like, son, get over here and look at this shirt. And this kid's like eight years old, like loses his shit over my, my shirt. And I'm like, this guy knows more about the NWO than I do probably. And he's a third my age. Did, did he try to too sweet you? He, he was, the first thing he did was like, can I get a too sweet? Oh. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> That's fucking adorable, it man. Was, it was amusing and it, it made his day, but to, for me it was like, this is the exact opposite of what I was trying to accomplish. And and that's the opposite for me, man. It's just like, if I'm walking around and I see a random, random mm-hmm. uh, wrestling shirt, I'm like, oh, you're one of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I don't make it awkward or nothing. I just be like, 
it just depends on what shirt they have on. Like if I um see somebody walking, I'm I'm that obnoxious dude. I see a motherfucker in a John Cena shirt, I'd be like, you can't see me. I uh. I, I, my favorite thing to do is go to the mall and spot people in wrestling shirts, but of course not talk to them. Um, <laughs> and one of the the weekend that Takeover was here, I'm like, maybe we'll run into some wrestlers at the mall, mm-hmm. which did not happen. But you know, I saw a good plethora of people wearing shirts there, and I, I feel like that's you won't see that often. But if wrestling's in town, all of a sudden everyone yeah. like comes out of the wrestling closet with their shirt on and they're yeah, like yeah. they're not ashamed of it for I, one weekend i've seen that old houston wrestlemania shirt pop up here and there mm-hmm. um what i think was i mean they probably do it at every city but um what i thought was good marketing on wwe's part they had on uh, what i was telling you about they had the survivor series shirt yeah. that was themed after the houston rockets or whatever so that, oh, i didn't see that that was pretty damn That's cool it was, um, it was red and it was kind of like the same font as the rockets and shit well now they're selling um you know, every wrestler that they can market, they have a, their own version of that city on yeah. their shirt, which is smart. Except I don't really want a Houston 316 shirt. I want the Austin one, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the city. But yeah. I'm sure they sell. I'm sure it works. Yeah. And speaking of Stone Cold, um, he's from Victoria, Texas. Yeah. And the week that I was out there working in Victoria, mm-hmm. he was there, you know, visiting family Just and shit. hanging out. You know, because um, I heard it on his latest podcast it was out there. And I was just like, huh, that's just weird to think that I was in the same place at the same time with Stone Cold Steve Austin and shit. Yeah. My, um, my aunt and uncle are loaded, like, beyond <laughs> that, belief. Yeah, that's why you got uh, this Griff's bar. Right? Yeah, no, that's why I own this bar. <laughs> um, no, it, it, it doesn't trickle down, let me tell you. Uh, but they, they live in this, um, this neighborhood in San Antonio that is, like, famous it has its own wikipedia page for like the celebrities that live in that neighborhood okay um and it's not like house then house then house it's like house drive a mile up the road another uh, house yeah uh, and they don't own all the land between the houses mm-hmm. but um i think uh, george Strait lives there mm. uh i think the, the big story was he's moving <laughs> it just came out like last week he's leaving his his big neighborhood but apparently stone cold used to own uh, a home in there and you have to go through like two gates it's like it's hidden yeah. it's so obnoxious and there's just mansions all over the place um, and I don't think he lives there anymore but they're convinced he still does um, it might be where the Broken Skull Ranch used to be I know yeah. he's moved it well um, they sold the ranch that they had down here yeah he was He's. I see it through I don't listen to his show anymore but I still subscribe to it yeah, so I see same. all the headlines about how yeah. he's like leaving and you're trying to find a new ranch but I don't know I figured that was a thing that I should throw in there. <laughs> but While now, Stone Cold's the topic. What um what uh, getting back to Houston, what I've noticed about Houston is um there's not so much of a um, a segregation between um classes here. What I mean is just like the area I live in is a pretty decent neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Then I can go up the block and around the corner and then I'm buy the million dollar houses and shit yeah. I can go up the block and around the corner from that then I'm like uh, I don't think I should be here let me roll my windows up and lock my doors yeah <laughs> so that's some. That's interesting um, that is the way Houston is structured you can go from like the nicest thing and then mm. cross the street and all of a sudden you're like oh what happened yeah <laughs> like how did this change the only there's certain parts of town like I won't go to yeah um, they're the ones on the news every night yes like <laughs> Like, how is this... Like, they'll just name a street where, like, someone got murdered. And I feel like I hear that street intersection every two weeks. Like, how does this keep happening there? You know, I mean, you think you have, you established a pattern here. I mean... Yeah. 
And then that's that's another thing. And the only other place that I've been to that was like that is uh DC. Mm-hmm. And now um, it was just like night and day. It was just like I'm by the um, what is that the Verizon Center because I went there for um, Capital Punishment. Yep. <laughs> what a show that was. Exactly, Little Jimmy. But um, I went there for Capital Punishment. I'm like, oh man, I'm by Chinatown. I'm by the Verizon um, mm-hmm. uh, Center and everything. I was like, oh look at these monuments. Look at these buildings and these historical yeah. places. And then. Like that. I was like, oh, shit. What the fuck am I? Why is this dude hanging from a tree right now? What is, what's going on right now? Was he hanging there willingly? Yeah, willingly, oh, not, not forcibly. <laughs> like, that's a sight to see. <laughs> and it was like, where my hotel was, it was, um, I forget the street numbers, but like, um, I was on 20, I'm just say 27th Street. Yeah. I went down there, I mean, big buildings, you know, got something from McDonald's, but 27th Street, a street over, different. It's like, I need to stay on this side of the street. I need, I need to not go over that way. <laughs> yeah, I never see that stuff on House of Cards. They don't leave their jurisdiction. Yeah, That's it's... my D.C. knowledge. I've never been to D.C., but I've always wanted to go. And now I'm just going to wait um, three years at the most to, to go to D.C. I'm just waiting for certain people to leave the house. <laughs> three years should probably be the most I yeah. need to wait. What it looks it... like I could go sooner, though. Yeah. <laughs> looks like that's opening well, but up. But why would you want to? <laughs> well, I mean... Monuments. Yeah, I want to see the monuments. I'm waiting. I'm saying three years at the most, and that it could be sooner. Mm-hmm. My last few podcasts have gotten pretty political. Yeah. So I don't know if that's somewhere you want to jump into. But hey, this whatever. I don't, I don't care. know if you can talk about politics because you were in the military. I was. Was is the op- so even even then is that a thing? Well, if I was still active duty or whatever, if I would uh, speak ill of my president or whatever, mm-hmm. that would uh have some serious ramifications, but I'm a dirty civilian now, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Okay. So how about those uh, uh, NFL players? NFL players, as he yeah. liked to call them. Yeah. Kneeling. How, how, how pissed did that make you as a veteran? I don't care. I didn't think so. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I have not heard an actual veteran, like, actually mad about that. The only thing that pissed me off about the whole thing was there, the one guy for the Steelers, he was an actual veteran, mm-hmm. and he chose to go out there and stand. Yeah. And they ridiculed him, and they dogged him out just it's, for it's, for doing that. It's his prerogative if he wants to do that or yeah. not. And you know, that that was the only thing out of this whole ordeal that kind of pissed me off. Because, like, he's he a veteran. And if anything, he was the one that fought for the right for you to be able to kneel yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to. Just like he fought for his right to stand. Exactly. To. You know? It is just like... You have the right to do whatever the hell you want to do within the limits of the law. Mm-hmm. And um, you get mad at other people because they're not doing the same shit you're doing or they don't see something. The, the status quo with America now is just like, I'm angry because you're not angry. Yeah, <laughs> or I'm angry because you think differently. Yeah, you know. Which is not how this should be. No. It's just like, respect people's opinion now if they just like think child porn is awesome then you know that's when you can really jump on somebody's respect neck that opinion. <laughs> yeah you don't need to and respect, if you do respect like that. that opinion you might have a problem you and um subway guy need you to share need a sale to, yeah you can run for senate in alabama and that's about it <laughs> um shout out to alabama yeah uh <laughs> shout out to alabama what the hell are you guys thinking why is that dude, why is that dude leading in the polls I mean, Hillary was leading in the polls and she lost. Maybe this will be one of those things. I don't know. I don't know, but... America. But were you surprised that he got elected? Who? Trump? Trump. No. Exactly. I wouldn't either. Um, I was... But I woke up with a... a, a, Like, it felt like a brick in my stomach. Like... 
Because that election, like, the news didn't come out until, like, 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I mean, he could win. Yeah. It sure seems like he would. That seemed, like, it made sense that he won. I got mm-hmm. it. Um, and I didn't vote. Like, I, I, me neither. Yeah. Never have. Um, and you know what? I lied. I, I voted one time. Is mm-hmm. I just got my voter's registration card, and my mama told me to come vote, and she did it for me because I didn't know how to work the machine. So there you go. This, this is a problem. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I didn't vote, and I, I thought, oh, that's on me, but also I'm in Texas. Like, if you thought my vote was going to sway yeah. Hillary's way. Like, I didn't really want to vote for Hillary either. Um, the less of two evils. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want either of them. And my thing was, um, and I still believe this, is that there needs to be an age limit to run mm-hmm. because there's an age limit before you can run. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've never met a 65 year old person or above who has my best interest, <laughs> not a single one. And yeah. I, I really don't think that if you're 65, that's retirement age. That's what yeah, I, exactly. I was raised to believe that you retired 65. You get yeah. your, your government payout that you've paid into for your entire life. Mm-hmm. And now you can just coast by with the money you've saved and this, you know, yeah, monthly paycheck if you want to run for office now at 60 like no just just go sit on your couch like, yeah and that's i mean why are you going to do this just i mean get a 40 year old in there who's like living in the world today yeah it's and that's a got to be a stressful thing too i mean for anybody to be in that position to where you have to implement laws or write mm-hmm. bills and all kind of things like that to put that amount of stress on a 65-year-old yeah. or a higher, I mean, mm-hmm. that's not good for your heart. Yeah. Um, but that, that, but at the same time. I don't have sympathy for them, though. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I mean, they wealthy, and they probably don't have to worry about shit, and then they probably have a staff of faculty that does everything for them. So they yeah. kind of retired with a job, you know? Look at John McCain. Yeah. Like, dude's got brain cancer. He ain't leaving. Like, maybe you should step down. Yeah. But... Yeah, but that's the thing, though. I mean, when you get people that's old like that, I mean, they start to lose their faculties or whatever. And then just things like what you just said. Motherfucker got brain cancer. How is he even allowed to operate heavy machinery or a vehicle? Or Or why is is he wasting his time? Like, go spend time with your family while you still have it. Yeah. Or, I don't know, don't vote yes on a tax bill that also allows Medicare to not treat cancer. (laughs) Which you have. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Why is that even a thing? Why is that in the tax bill? Mm. Like, ugh, it makes me angry. But good things are happening here and there. Yeah. In, in, in my lifetime, or let's just say as I've been a, a working taxpaying adult, I have not ever, that I could tell, have, have had a president that actively affected my life. Mm-hmm. You know, like people talking about, oh, this health care thing and this wages thing and all that. I've never had... A president that has stepped into office that has actively affected my life. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, all right, Trump's in there. He's the worst president ever. George W. is the worst president ever. None of them have ever affected my day to day life. Yeah, not now one. I I don't even watch the fucking news anymore. Other it's than for the best. Other than shootings here and there. Yeah, well, that I would that. see. Can't miss those news. Yeah, that I would just happen to see after Empire goes off or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, the, the news overrun, but. I don't watch news. I barely watch TV. Mm-hmm. You know, I can live without cable because everything that I watch is on the WWE Network, Netflix, Hulu, and um, New Japan World, which Cody. I own all of that. And, and uh, Fire Stick. Yeah. And the Fire Stick. 
because they have good quality programming on there by Amazon. And I recommend you all go to randomrobcast.com and click on my Amazon leaks. <laughs> do you have those? I don't have those. I do. <laughs> I don't have sponsors. I don't got Amazon links. I do. I, I, you, you inspired me to get Amazon links. Oh, I, I heard you uh, mini plugs on just RBR. Just mocking it? Yes. <laughs> so it made me get Amazon Yeah, links. I was just mocking Stone Cold and Jericho doing it. But well, how do you really feel about MeUndies? Oh, I'm wearing them right now. Like, legit, that's not a running gag. Okay. They're the best underwear I own. I, yeah, I've heard that. I'm going to have to... Um, it's expensive. Oh, but, well, never mind then. I, I won't. Well, I'll stick to my Walmart brand. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's you're going to pay, I want to say, 20 bucks a month for a pair. But if you, only, if you only get one a month and you use your podcast to um, push the product and uh, then you get credit, you can just buy more. And oh. I, got, I got a shit ton of them now. And I think I've, oh. only, I've probably only spent like $100 total with them. Huh. Uh, and yeah, so if anybody wants to subscribe to me on these, I'll tweet a link out. Uh, <laughs> use my promo code and it'll save you 20%. Oh, they got, they got a lot of great Christmas ones and even a Hanukkah pair. Ooh, do they have like something themed to where they have like a present on the crotch area so I can no, do like the I, dick in my box? I legit <laughs> thought that was uh, was coming, but no, they have like Christmas lights that are, look like they're wrapped around your your pelvis oh. region, and they have uh, like a red and black plaid. It's very very nice. I like that. They yeah. put one out today that has a um, what is it? A fat panda bear with a Santa hat on, <laughs> just like patterned all over it. Uh, they got some weird options. Yeah, yeah. And then they have a Hanukkah one that's got like dreidels, dreidels <laughs> and shit on it. Like, yeah, come spin my dreidel. Baby. It's like blue and white. Like, good for them. They're doing it right. Yeah, I'm. They at, get it. I don't know. I had to look into it. I had to use that promo code yeah, for twenty percent off. Use my promo code because <laughs> I need that. Because every time somebody uses my promo code, I get twenty dollars credit, and I can just buy another pair. Oh fuck that! Hey man, how I get in on that? I'm trying to you use my promo code. You sign up and you get your own damn promo code. <laughs> And then you push it on your podcast, and not to anybody that has ever used mine, because it only works once. Okay, there you go. That's wow. the way. We everybody wins. All right, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, matter of fact, we're gonna, I'm gonna get it in my phone before I leave from here. <laughs> what a deal! Yes, it's not even a real sponsor. I really should get them to sponsor the show and like drop me some cash. Now, jumping back to podcasts and everything, I mean, um, what are your ambitions for the, your podcast moving forward? None. None. Just, just to do it. Just keep doing it. I don't really care what happens with it. It's fun. I have no desire to see it grow, or I really don't. I, I have like a pretty small number of listeners, and I'm just content with it. And by to me, small is like my episodes get roughly 200 downloads each. Okay, which to me is small because RBR gets a lot. Yeah, I can imagine. And the show been around over 10 years. Yeah. Um, so for me to get that personally, I have that small audience of RBR that listens, and I assume some other people do. Yeah. But I'm fine with that. I don't need more or less. Like I don't. I just don't care. Yeah. Um, so I just do it for fun, and yeah, it's an excuse to drink with my friends and ask them questions I would never ask them. <laughs> like, um, I think I have episode five or six. I think it was five. Is um, first time I had my wife on my show, mm-hmm. and we did that one night. We got shit face and I just like out of the side of my mouth I was just like so what was it like the first time you sucked a dick yeah. <laughs> you know alright and then like see I, I've never had my girlfriend on my show on purpose she's like yeah. shown up yeah. during it and been like hello I'm in the background yeah just but beer I've here's never, a beer <laughs> I've never made her a focal point of it and I don't know how that would work and I feel like it would be weird so how did you pull that off the drinks yeah getting, getting the liquor up 
And it's just like, um, I was only five episodes in at the time. And, you know, she might say different or whatever but at the time she was like oh this is just a thing he's gonna get into and it's gonna go away or yeah. whatever but then i spent the 300 some odd dollars on equipment and then she's like oh maybe this is gonna stick around this a while a problem <laughs> but um i just posed it to her just like hey i got this uh n- this new microphone i want to test it out we should have some drinks and we should just have a show mm-hmm. just just see what happens so we can test out the equipment and everything and um with a sufficient amount of alcohol i coaxed into it and uh that's what it was and then um, another time I got it back on, it was um, a bonus episode. It was for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, I had the fans submitting questions to ask her specifically. So it was a show for my birthday themed to her. So okay. people wrote in questions and they had all kind of questions for Mrs. B-Rob, what I call her. And um, That'd be interesting. Maybe I'll try this someday. Yeah, you, you Maybe. should. Maybe. Because um, I just had a um, guy that I frequently went on. Over the Twitterverse, uh, Jody B from the Po Boys podcast, plug plug. Um, he just had his wife on his show, and it was the same thing for him. He submitted, he asked us to submit questions, and I submitted like an ass load of questions for him yeah. to ask his wife and everything. So I wonder what would happen. I don't know. Do I'll it. consider that. Do it. I'll consider it. Yeah. I need some drinks to convince me to do it. <laughs> um, and she's not a heavy drinker, so I got to find drinks that she'll like. Yeah, uh, and that will work. Yeah. I, I jaded my wife on drinking with me because, like, early on in the relationship, like, uh, it was probably in my prime of drinking. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would just mix shit just to mix shit. Like, uh, she'll even tell you there was a point in time to where she um, had a TV in the living room. I think at the time we had a 45-inch television, mm-hmm. you know, which is relatively big. And um, we was in there drunk off a concoction of a hypnotic uh, Gatorade. And some other shit that I threw in there. Mm-hmm. And she was sitting there in front of this big-ass 45-inch television talking about, I can't see the TV. <laughs> I can hear the TV, but I can't see it. Is it not like the blue one? Yeah. What's the pink one? Uh, Alizé? I don't know. No, no. It's like kind of similar. Like the bottle's frosted, and it still looks like... Oh, yeah. It's Alizé. It's not Alizé. I'm uh, thinking of something Arbor else. Mist? <laughs> no. I don't know. There was... I'm pretty sure I've had hypnotic at a party, and I'm like, this is amazing. Why yeah, is, it is. Why is this not a white people drink, too? Because <laughs> like, let's be real. That's the, the stereotype. The Incredible Hulk, man. You get some hypnotic and some Crown Royal, and it turns oh, green. Shit, that sounds good. It is. You splash a little bit of Red Bull in there, which I know you frequent here and there. Yeah. And then you just... I, a, I had one of those today. <laughs> yes, I know. I've seen I it. Wanna, so, I guess let's, I want to talk about stereotypes because I don't often have black people on my show. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a stereotype in itself. I that's guess. not my fault. I just don't know a lot. Um, I have a black friend. His name is William R. Washington, and he's never been on the show. Um, he was going to do one, and we just never set it up when we were together. Ha! Yeah. Suck it, Will. Yeah, I only like doing shows in person, at least for absurd. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to deviate from that. And I haven't exhausted my well of friends yet. And there's some people that I lost contact with that I'm like slowly trying to like. Mm-hmm. put back in there so i will have more black friends on the show <laughs> just to vouch for me um but no so like hypnotic is like the black drink like, yeah that's bullshit that's a good drink why does it have to just be the black drink yeah i know well, why shit. is that a, why is that attributed well i know to that well, culture? i don't know i mean i don't know it is might it because be because you guys like good shit and aren't ashamed of it exactly i mean like, we, we are not afraid to tout our brand of choice i don't want meatloaf like, that's a white people food. You don't, don't like meatloaf? No, I hate meatloaf. I love meatloaf. Well, you can have it. <laughs> See? It's all yours. We're breaking barriers. I'll trade you meatloaf for uh, for fried chicken any day. <laughs> Speaking of fried chicken, not to get too much off topic, have it's you ever been to this topic. place um, 
It's called Crisp no. Batter and Bird. I've driven past it numerous times, and I heard you talk about it on your episode. It looks phenomenal. It is delicious. I don't even like uh, what's that, uh, coleslaw, but they put it on this um, this this uh, burger I had. It was a big-ass chicken breast in there, mm-hmm. and, it had, and, it had, and it was waffles for the bun. Okay. And they threw a little bit of coleslaw and some sauce on it, and it was fucking delicious. Yeah, there's one at... Um Chimney Rock in Richmond, and that's the one I drive past. That's the one I went to. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I drove past it because I went to going to the Bon Me place across the street. Yeah. Uh, which is also great. I'm going to try that. Try Roostar. Um, <laughs> that's what it's called. It's good. Um, but, and they're not open on Sundays, so don't try it today. Okay. <laughs> but, no, I drive past it. I'm like, that's a new place. I wonder if it's any good. And I've seen it, like, there's a several locations of it. Yeah, they just opened one up in the Heights, too. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. It's just like, chicken sandwiches everything chicken okay it's all isn't this look out chick-fil-a <laughs> yeah and then, i mean chick-fil-a is not actually good let's get real it's all right it's, i yeah. mean i like their shakes more than anything and their fries i don't do shakes but oh. yeah i know they're good um <laughs> if i if i shake i jiggle so i'm not doing shakes <laughs> um what um what i would say about the um they well i only ate there once and only had the one sandwich mm-hmm. but um I ate this big massive thing. It was about as big as my hand, the chicken mm-hmm. breast, and um, I, I didn't feel full after. I mean, yeah. it was good. It went down smooth. It didn't pull me down. It's like I could went play basketball after that and not and been fine. But I mean, it wasn't taxing on my body. Interesting. And when I look back a uh, second glance at the um, the uh, Instagram profile because we follow each other, mm-hmm. um, it's organic. I didn't know that. So I mean I don't know what the difference is, but I, I it, that might make it, that might be the difference. That might be the difference. I mean it it, it was damn delicious. Well, that wasn't off topic from fried chicken at yeah. all. If anything, it was like let me tell you how much I like it. <laughs> Stereotypes. Yeah, um, I like purple drink too. So do I. <laughs> you, you sure you're not black, Paul? I can tell you by looking at myself. I, I, ca- I call you B Paul. <laughs> if you want to call me B Paul, that's totally fine, um, and I will accept it with yes. pride. Yes, um, B Paul. So, actually, let me talk about purple drink real quick. Oh, um, yes, purple drink. So, my assumption of purple drink is just grape soda. Mm-hmm. I understand that is not the limits of purple drink. No. Could you elaborate for my white listeners who uh, also want to be cultured? Pur- purple Kool-Aid with uh, 20 pounds of sugar. Okay, I'm already uh, not interested. It's <laughs> too much sugar. <laughs> I know, but that's the stereotype. you got to have, like, usually it's recommended to tablespoons of sugar mm. nah fuck that put the whole half a bag in there um what else um delaware punch if you can find it here what is that that sounds good oh man it's a it's a purple soda it's amazing it was a uh, very prevalent in louisiana i can't find it anymore i mean there's some spots that have it i probably had to go back to my my barrio my neighborhood and try to find it but i think i have a visual of what this is yeah, it's a purple can it got delaware punch on it and it got like this little Arcing fonts up under it is like all black and everything. I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of something different then, but it comes in like a glass bottle. And then they got um what I found here since uh we're in Texas. Uh, shout out to the the rap culture here in Texas, DJ Screw and all that. They had purple drink, mm-hmm. uh, uh, was that pur- pur- syrup, all that shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, like actually dangerous though, isn't it? Well, now they have... That's um, all the cough syrup in it and all that? With the lean, yeah. Oh, Jesus. But There's so many. What they, what they sell in the gas station is called uh, Purple Drink. That stuff's good. And purple, yeah. No, Purple Stuff purple and stuff. Drink. Yeah. And it's opposite monster. Yeah. It is stuffed with melatonin. Yeah. No, I used to... Um, a long time ago, I used to come here with all my wrestling buddies, and we would watch Raw at Griff's, 
And then when it was over, we'd walk to the Walgreens over here and buy cans of purple stuff and sit on the patio and chill out. And it's really, really good. There it is. Delaware Punch. Oh, yeah. I've not seen Delaware Punch. That can looks like it's straight out of 1992. <laughs> this this is like... Matter of fact, um, one of the gentlemen that I work with at um, one of the buildings downtown, he's old. He's like... He's another motherfucker that should be retired. He's mm-hmm. 60-something years old doing security. Yeah. So... I mean, there's, let's just think about that who as a can whole. Can and can't retire. Yeah. Politicians can retire, <laughs> and they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're people right. People who can't retire and have to keep working, good on them. But you best know, of luck. Shout outs to um, I ain't gonna say his name, but Mr. L. But um, he, security shouldn't be in line of work, man. It's just like, what if some shit actually went down? I mm-hmm. mean, and he's got, like 70. Yeah, you know, and somebody gonna jump on him first. Well, this is the big thing for security not to actually do anything, but just be a deterrent. Well, shit, we got pistols, so... Well, no, that's good. I'm <laughs> glad that. I'll deter you with bullets, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but isn't the idea is, like, you're in wherever your mm-hmm. your jurisdiction is, is really to steer people away from just yeah, causing yeah. problems there in the first place. And you don't want it to escalate. Now, to, to even speak about that, I'm, I'm always going to gripe about this because I'm in that industry and it's what I do. Tell me why. I mean, have you ever been... To any place to where you had to go through a metal detector or anything like that, other yeah. than the airport. Yeah, I've been to stadiums and that shit. Okay, so like, I've been to the Toyota Center recently. I had to go through that shit, and that's very tame compared to what we do. Because like at the Toyota Center, I mean, you can have your belt on, you have your keys in your pocket, yeah, all they actually do is hold it in your hand and hold it over your head and walk through the metal detector. Mm-hmm. The shit's gonna go off. Here, when I do the shit, everything got to come out your pockets. Your belt got to come off. If mm-hmm. you got metal or steel toe boots, that shit come off. Watches, bracelets, all that shit come off. Yeah. Just plain clothes, nothing so, in your pockets. So what kind of security are you doing? Because to me, I was of the impression it was like guy who drives car around parking lots. Oh, no, not that one. And I don't mean like go-kart. I mean like yeah. one of those those things that looks like a police car, but it has like some weird brand on the side. Yeah. So tell me what this is. It's like um, I do all the federal buildings. Okay. So it's like federal security, but we're not federal security. So you're contractors. There you go. <laughs> Yes, we work for the federal government, but we're not the federal government. Okay. <laughs> so um, when when I'm sitting there, people come up to the metal detector, and I'm just like, welcome to whatever building I'm working at that day. Um, we're obligated to do administrative inspection. We're making sure you're not bringing in any weapons or explosives. So immediately off the bat, people are already like pausing their tracks like, weapons or explosives? What? what? I hope I don't have any on me on yeah. accident. <laughs> exactly. People, yeah. people say that. And like... Once you give that declaration, if they happen to have any of that stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, that's bad for them. Yes. But um, I've had people come up there and be like, hey, give them the declaration. Make sure all your pockets completely put them in this bucket. We're going to run it through the x-ray machine. And then right after I give them the declaration, they're like, hey, you can't have any motherfucking weapons or explosives. Pocket knives. Goddamn. Hey, this is Texas. Tasers and all this other bullshit. I was like, dude, what the fuck did I just say? What do you say? think that is? <laughs> Go put it in your car. And then, like, other people, because um, usually my um, declaration varies mm-hmm. based on what I've experienced. People think uh, pocket knives and all those things are tools. Yep. So now when I get the That's declaration, Texas. it's just like. No tools either. Yeah, you're not allowed to have any weapons or explosives. Tools constitutes as weapons. So no pocket knives, pepper spray mace. I even break down in specifics what they're not allowed to have. No Phillips head screwdrivers. Nothing. Nothing with a sharp, pointy edge on it or anything. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, go through the x-ray machine, fucking pocket knife. 
goddamn fingernail file with the points on it. Scissors. Multiple pairs of scissors. Who's carrying fingernail clippers around? <laughs> Who's, what is that? I don't know. Do that at home. It's just fucking weird. I think the... Um, that big, is a big Texas thing, I think. Pocket knives. Yeah. And their tools. Like, my grandfather used to carry one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I don't, but I have, like, two of his pocket knives, and sometimes I'll drag one around. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know why, but to me, that's a sentimental thing. Yeah. To him, that was, I need my pocket knife for cutting shit. And I, and I, and I ran into that a couple times, too, is, like, people will come in there with this foot-long pocket knife, like, can I bring this in here? I was like, no. Like, that's not even legal. <laughs> I was like, no, sir, just br- bring it to your car. Just, yeah. just take it out of here. And then I had one guy come up to the same thing you said. He's like, oh, man, I was just like, this is my grandfather gave it. It's been in the family for like 70 years and shit. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't care. You can't have it in here. Go put it in your car. It'll still He's be like, in your family. Yeah. It'll just also be in your car. Yeah, just go put it in your car. He's like, oh, but I'm going to be late for my appointment. Like, That's bad planning on your part. I'm yeah. sorry. Just go. You can't Maybe have you it in here. shouldn't have brought the knives. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just weird. But shit. Okay, so that's different than what I thought your security was. Yeah. So oh. I'm dealing with assholes. <laughs> So I guess I was going to say give me some wacky security stories, but it doesn't sound like that would... Does it, does it yield a lot of good stories? Um, it's just, pe- just people stupid. Yeah. It's just like, I tell you, you can't have uh, knives and guns in here, and people bring knives and guns in here. Mm-hmm. There's one specific place that I damn... Um, I ain't going to name any names. We have to handshake every bag that comes in there. Why do you have to handshake bags? Because somebody came like, in there... Out? You're like they put their bag on the counter and I got a hand check and dig oh, through it. Okay. It's because somebody came in there with one bag mm-hmm. full of pocket knives, a gun loaded with ammunition. You're just testing your system. Yeah, j- just cause. Yeah. It's like they didn't come there for any ill will. They just had it on their person, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you're not allowed to have this in here. So now we got to hand check every fucking bag, and this is not even one of the facilities to where we have metal detectors. So yeah. that's why we got to hand check every bag. And that just slows the process down. What a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I had people be assholes to me because I'm trying to do my job, which always fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. It's just like um, that same place where you got a hand check. Yeah. So if you come in with a bag, I hand check your bag. And as long as you stay in the building, you're good. Mm-hmm. But if you leave out and come back in, I got to hand check your bag again. Yeah. And for whatever fucking reason... Well, I know what the reason was. You're not getting a wristband for free entry after that. Yeah. Well, I know what the reason was. This is like you're not allowed to be on your cell phone in there, like to take calls. I mean, you can text and stuff, but you can't be on your phone. Yeah. So they have to go outside to use their phone. So she kept going outside to use a fucking phone. Mm-hmm. And every time she came in, I had to hand check her bag. And she was like, I just left out of here. I just went outside to use my phone. I was like, You don't know that. I was like, I didn't see you go out there. I didn't watch you this whole time. So every time you go out and come back in, I got to hand check your bag. Mm-hmm. And she just got pissy with me. And she's like, just being a smart ass. And I just wanted to. <laughs> I, wanted to I wanted to take my baton out and fucking. <laughs> Pepper sprayer, then hit her with the baton, then point my gun at her until it leave. <laughs> so, you said you were gonna you got in a podcast because you wanted to write a book. Yeah, which is not happening. No. <laughs> and you got in a podcast because you wanted to find a way to tell your stories from your military days. Mm. Have you told any military stories? Not so much. <laughs> Could you? Would you share one now? All right. Um, what you want to hear about? What, what, I don't know. What, what level? What well, do you want to tell? Um, give me two. So pick. All right. Two good ones. Is not decent so, ones. I don't know if they're good. I've told them before on my past shows, but this is a whole new day. This is 101. Yeah. <laughs> so people 14. might not be listening way back then. Um, 
I remember um, going home for the holidays, just visiting old friends and family and everything. Mm -hmm. And you realize how much you've changed as a person being away from home for a long time or just being in the military and coming back to see people that you grew up with and went to high school with that's kind of doing the same thing Mm -hmm. that they were doing whenever you lived there actively. Yeah. But um, anytime I come home, I contact my friends. I'm like, hey, I'm coming home. I'm going to be home from this day to this day. I only got a limited window. We need to hang out as much as we can, drink all the drinks, yeah. and damn, before I leave. So I come home, do my normal roll call. Hey, dog, I'm here. Hey, dog, I'm here. I was like, hey, where's such and such? Well, me and him ain't cool no more because, uh, you know, they get fill me in on the backstory. And I'm just like, dog, I barely come home. Yeah. And when I come home, I want to see my friends. So y'all can squash that shit for one night, and damn... That'll be it. And then mm-hmm. y'all can go back to hating each other after I leave. Right. So it was a Christmas one year. Go home. Um, a whole group of friends get together at um, one place. And um, these two individuals that had to beef with each other, they didn't you know. First starting part of the night, they're just like, all right, Rob's here. We'll squash the beef for the night. You yeah. know, we, we'll be cordial. They spoke with each other, you know, mm-hmm. but they just didn't interact a lot. What was it? Can you tell me the reason they were fighting? Or does it even matter? Um, just what you would imagine friendship was. Like, you Someone know, hollered I, at a girl that the other one wanted? Uh, not that. It's money. Oh, okay. You know, just stupid little shit like that. Stupid shit friends argue over. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they cool now. Yeah. It was just at that point in time. So, you know... So the night the drinks were flowing, you know, mm-hmm. I had like the big ass bottle of Crown Royal with the handle on it. And I was walking around being that pouring people yeah. drinks and shit. And um, the one of the guys that didn't come with me, the um, other guy that had the beef, um, he had acquired this new friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess kind of replaced the um, one he was on outs with. Right. And from what I could see, he was kind of of a bad influence. I didn't know the guy personally. I never knew him when he was growing up. Mm-hmm. But um. He was out of his mind. He was drinking. He was drunk. And at one point of the night, dude spilled a drink on the floor. Mm-hmm. So the guy, uh, uh, D, okay. as I'll call him, was like, this was his place. He was living there with his girlfriend. Hey, man, you fucking up my house, blah, 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 blah. Stereotype talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and um, the guy that came with me, you know, tried to side with D. Mm-hmm. And D kind of took offense to that and was like, yo, dog, I don't need you to, you know, fight my battles, blah, 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 blah. Because D in our group of friends was always treated like the little brother. Yeah. Because he is the little brother to Big D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, he got this place now. He got his girlfriend. They got their own spot. And he kind of felt like, you know, this is my shit. I don't need nobody damn taking up for me. Y'all, y'all always treated me like the little brother my whole life and shit. So that's kind of how the, the argument was going in my mind. Yeah. So them two get into it. They already had beef and they squashed it for the night just because of me. And I'm sitting there like, oh, man, I don't fucked up my friend's relationship. So um, Dee's girlfriend was like, hey, y'all need to chill out or whatever. She was like, get out of here mm-hmm. with that shit. And she meant it in the context of, you know, take it outside yeah. or whatever. But D in his drunken state of mind and everything and how he was feeling, he was just like, like she was trying to kick him out because mm-hmm. ultimately it was her apartment. He lived there. Right. So he started flipping his shit. He was like, fuck this, fuck that. You know, 
Um, they got him, shoot, shoot him off in the um, back room. They was back there talking in the bathroom, him, D and his girlfriend. And um, I looked at my homeboy that rode with me. I was like, come on, man, let's just go outside, hang yeah. out here. And he's like, man, I told you, bro, I ain't even want to come over here. You are acting all kind of crazy or whatever. I mean, I'm taking up him. I said, man, yeah, I understand, dog. And then, out of, you know, out of earshot, all I hear is this big crash. It was like the Stone Cold music. It was like glass breaking. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. You, this motherfucker then punched a hole in the vanity mirror over the dresser drawers. Why he gets so angry? This just he's an angry drunk. Okay. He's always been like that, but it's just this particular night, this is like the worst I've ever seen him. Mm. And it was around the holidays too, it was around Christmas. So he punched a hole in the goddamn thing and then another guy that I rode with back there trying to calm him down. He really back there so solely because um he didn't want Deed to hit his girlfriend right. or you know have any kind of altercations like that which there's no record of that mm-hmm. but he was just there because so now she is really telling him to get the fuck out get right. all your shit now she's and, actually saying yeah. leave now get all your shit and leave so now that uh, about to say his name D come through the house and he fucking punt the trash can from one end of the house all the way to the other end of the house trash flying all over the place all over people that's sitting there on the couches and he's just like wrecking shit mm. he's like I'm gonna leave this motherfucker I'm taking all this shit with him smash smash Hulk smash and everything and then damn in the living room big flat screen TV similar to this one mm-hmm. and he, uh, me and him lock eyes then I look at the TV. He look at the TV. Then we look back at each other. And I kind of like, because I'm an electronics guy, I kind of like. Don't touch that TV. Stand in front of the TV like, come on, man. Hey, man. And it was like, he kind of gave me a pass mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm not around often and, you know, whatever. So he's just like, he kind of calmed down a little bit. So yeah. I went outside with the other friend. And uh, when Danny was, damn it, I said his name. <laughs> I'm about to bleep it out. <laughs> but uh, when D got to the door, he was like, it's all because of you, motherfucker. Uh, and then he come over my back mm-hmm. and push my other friend. And I'm trying to grab him. And we go tumble down the steps into the grass. My wedding ring fall off, fly off somewhere. Mm-hmm. And here they go. They fighting. I mean, they just like fist to fist, face to face. Just going at it in the street, beating the shit out of each other. And then now. Um, and they're cool now? Yeah, they're cool now. And I, okay. we just let them go. We just yeah. like let them fight it out, man. Let them get it out of their system. And then um, the little... Uh, dude that uh, wasted drink initially that what I blame for starting the whole argument mm-hmm. tried to come out there and jump on um, the other guy on Danny's behalf fuck it I didn't say his name Danny you know who you are I told you the story on the show and I damn said your name publicly so I don't give a fuck you know who you are we're you not, know what happened we know we're too lazy to bleep now yeah fuck it so shouldn't have gotten in that fight yeah <laughs> motherfucker you know it was stupid so damn I keep him away we break him apart and, you know, I leave my other friend outside, rolling, fuck it, rolling, mm-hmm. rolling, stay outside. And um, Danny go back in the house. So now um, rolling out here, pissed off, amped up, because he, he got the worst of the exchange this time. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm standing in the doorway trying to get my other friend from um, that I brought with, because it was three of us that came. I'm trying to get him in the car with us so we can all leave. Mm-hmm. And he gashed the fuck open, because in the altercation, he was trying to break him up. He got... He got clipped in the eye, so he bleeding in his face. This doesn't sound worth it. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's just like, I get being angry, but like, I yeah. don't know. I'm not the type to get into a fight, Yeah. even if I don't want to. Like, yeah. It's just not going to happen. But wait, there's more. Oh, good. So Danny go back in the house, and um, I leave rolling by the car. Mm-hmm. I go back in the house to um, get my other friend, and then 
out of the corner of my eye, here comes Roland. Strolling over my shoulder. Gonna run through the house and you cocking back the damn still off on Danny again. Remember the drink that was spilled on the floor? Yeah. He slipped on it? He slipped. <laughs> and he like did this little limp wrist. <laughs> it kind of fell. <laughs> and they get to fighting again and we break them apart and I just drive them home. Oh my God. I, I do appreciate the slip on the drink. Yeah, that was the That's that, some karma. Yeah. Also, who didn't clean that shit up? This sounds like a long thing and no one at the party was like, I'll just towel this up. Yeah. I mean, because, like, I took, I drawed it out and I said it long and, you know, tried to get the intricacies of the story and everything. Mm-hmm. But it didn't take that long to happen. It was just like, drink, spill, argue, argue, go in the back room, punch glass, fighting, in the street, <laughs> slip on the drink. You know, it was like in a total of, like, less than 10 minutes. That's insane. <laughs> and then um, I thought I might have had a child. That's always fun. Somewhere floating around in the world. That Do you not? Well, that I know about, yes, I have three. Okay. But like this child, I, mean, I, I know you had kids, but like <laughs> just floating around that you aren't aware. <laughs> yeah, I just, I thought at one point in time that I might have had a child. Um, this is my second marriage, so um, when I came back from Iraq the first time, mm-hmm. me and my first wife who didn't have any, um, we, we broke up on good terms. I mean, not good terms, bad terms, mm-hmm. very bad, sucked. Um, so after all that shit was squashed and um, got divorced and all that things, I went back out on the um, dating scene, which was weird and non-existent for me to begin with because yeah. I didn't like sought after a lot of girls in high school. And then like they only had like maybe three that mm-hmm. I had interest in throughout all my school days. So I've always had like relationships, mm-hmm. you know, never been, you know, a willer and a dealer and everything. So... Um, Right after, you know, we uh, divorced and everything, I met this one girl in a club, Mm -hmm. which I should have figured was bad news anyway. (laughs) And um, I'm not going to go into too many details, but um, I I got a number from her. We danced all night. She kissed me out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. like an RKO. Not the same. Not not the same, though. (laughs) And um, I walk her to her car. She gave me a phone number. She's like, we should hook up. Um, In my drunken state. At the time when I walked into a car, she had like a BMW, mm-hmm. whatever year model it was, fancy thing. And so I was, she might have her shit together. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I might be falling into a sugar mama. Yeah. <laughs> so um, in the the um, panel gauge of a car behind the steering wheel, it's just like there was a picture mm-hmm. of a guy in a uniform. So being where we was, Jacksonville, North Carolina, everybody damn near there is in the military. Yeah. So it could be somebody's sister, somebody's cousin, mom, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. In my drunken state of mind, I, I vaguely remember that photo or whatever. Didn't pay no fucking mind. I just the only thing I really was paying attention to was this teal-colored BMW current year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. So fast forward to the next weekend, I call up so we can hang out. We go back to the club again. She wasn't really feeling it, so we go leave, go to the Waffle House, delicious place. Waffle House is amazing. I feel like this is not the place you go on a date. Yes. Though. But um, this was after the fact. This was after the club. Got drinks in the system. Okay. You got to go to the Waffle House. So that's where we um, tell our stories. Mm-hmm. You know, I have two kids at the time from my first marriage, you know, and then I was raising them by myself for a little while. So mm-hmm. I was telling her that sob story, how bad the divorce was, kind of trying to get those sympathy points, you yeah. know. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I got two kids as well. And like, oh, yeah, play dates. Yes. All kind of shit like that, you know. And then um, we had a good time leaving out. 
We was at that proverbial crossroads. We was at the stop sign. Mm-hmm. We can go left to go to my house. We can go right to go to your house. And I was just like, um, so um, you want me to take you home or you want to come hang at my house? She's like, let's go to your place. Awesome. So we go to my house. I use whatever little game that I had to um, persuade her into maybe touching my penis a few times. Mm-hmm. And um, it worked. How, Mission accomplished. However awkward it was, but it worked. It was Waffle House. <laughs> Waffle House did it. Yeah, the, psh- this dude treated me to some Waffle House. I might as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Just. He gets it. He knows good food. <laughs> so that was a thing. So for a month and a half straight from then on, yeah. it was just me and her. Mm-hmm. You know, she would come to my house. I would go to her house. I met her kids. Mm-hmm. She would babysit my kids Okay. When, whenever they were with me. And um, I met her mom. I met her brother. Mm-hmm. Her kids were calling me friend and mm-hmm. all kind of shit. I mean, this was like another relationship yeah. for a month and a half. And then all of a sudden, um, out of nowhere, my father came up to North Carolina to visit. And this was like before I even had a cell phone or anything. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, some girl came by here and left you a letter. <laughs> I was like, okay. A letter? Yes. I didn't have a house phone either. So yeah. this was like my means of communication. Mm-hmm. Come back. It was a note from her. It's like, come by the house tonight. I have a surprise for you. So I'm thinking automatically some shit is going down. Cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, I'm getting fresh. You know, got when I had hair, mm-hmm. cut it up real nice and go over there. And I just walk in the motherfucking house because, I mean, by this time, I mean, this was like my second home. Yeah. Just walk up in there. And um, usually when our brother's there, because he was there this time, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, oh, what's up, baby? How was going on? You know, he was real jovial and everything. Mm-hmm. This time he was just kind of like, yo, dog, what's up? I was like, nothing. All right. Cool. What's this about? And then um, there was a guy sitting on the couch across from him that I never met before. And mm-hmm. I was like. Hey, what's up, man? My name Rob, blah, blah, blah. You know, shake his hand and everything. And when I told this story the last time, it is just how it was in my mind. She, old girl come out the back, and it was like a movie. You know, I looked over. She was all in slow motion. Golden sunlight rays was coming from yeah. behind the doves and shit. And then, damn, she walked right past me and hugged the dude on the couch that I never met before. And mm-hmm. I was like, she's like, Rob, I want to introduce you to my husband. And I was like, why? What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> And um, PTSD is a terrible thing. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's a condition, it's an illness or whatever have you. Um, I've been fortunate enough to been to Iraq three times and Afghanistan once and come home, you know, whole or whatever, you know, no residual side effects. But in this moment, I think this had to be the worst out of mind, in mind experience ever. If I can equate this to PTSD not ever having it before, this is what this was. Because, like, I was aware of what was going on inside my mind. Yeah. But on the outside, my body was on autopilot. It was mm-hmm. like I was stuck in my head and somebody else took over my body. Yeah. Because, I mean, I didn't go into a fit of rage or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just like, on the inside, I'm screaming. I was like, what the fuck? What yeah. the fuck? This is somebody's wife. I can get court-martialed for this. I can get in trouble. You know, all the bad shit that could happen in this situation. Yeah. It's going on in my head, but on the outside, I'm like stone faced. I'm like, yo, what's up, dog? I'm shaking his hand. I was like, hey, how you? You just, you know, just being cordial and shit. Right. And somehow in this whole situation, while I'm freaking out my mind, I wind up at the dinner table with this dude eating food. Okay. <laughs> and um, the thing that kind of snapped me out of it is just like, how you met my wife. Yeah, I feel like that's something that they would ask. And um, before I could even fix my mouth to say anything, coherent or incoherent mm-hmm. uh, that made any sense she busts out of the kitchen is like 
oh, I met him at um, Food Line or whatever. And um, he had these two young kids that looked like he was having a hard time, and I offered them to help, you know. And, you know, she had the story laid out, elaborate as fuck, yeah. details, intricacies, and everything. And I'm like, yeah, while I'm eating mashed potatoes and shit. And what she said. Well, if it's not that, it's a bigger problem, and you're not eating those mashed potatoes anymore. <laughs> so... So I don't know how it happened, but they both went into the back room for what felt like an eternity to me, which might have only been a minute. Mm-hmm. I took this as my time to get the fuck up out of there. So I just walking up the driveway and she come out the house, she's come down the driveway, grab me by my arm and like spin me around. It's like, why are you tripping? What the fuck do you mean why I'm tripping? For a few reasons. <laughs> this is your fucking husband in there. Yeah. He was on deployment and I was in your house fucking you and you fucking me and you fucking you at my house and I rubbed your feet and all this <laughs> other bullshit <laughs> and and, and well let's let's think about this yeah she had a husband mm-hmm. she got two kids I don't know if they his kids or not but still mm-hmm. if you go to some married person's house what would be some key indicators that they are married uh photos none none which is interesting what else uh Photos would be the first thing yeah. that I can think of. I can't. I don't know what else. Um, well, since saying that I'm... clothes? Yeah. Like none in of, the closet? None of that. Uh, that I saw anyway, because I mean, I wasn't actively going through closets and shit. Oh, yeah. I wonder what's in here. Um, also, her brother was cool with me. Mm-hmm. Met her brother. Mm-hmm. Met her mother. Mm-hmm. None of them motherfuckers said shit. <laughs> this, this whole family might be, uh, might be nuts. You know? So... I don't know if that's a testament to him and how he was. He might have been an asshole and they might have seen me as somebody that was better for their daughter or sister or whatever, but still, they married. Yeah. You know, and being an active duty service member, that's no fly, man. It's Mm -hmm. not tolerated. You get busted down and get money. You can go to jail for that shit. Adultery. Um, So, I'm like, fuck. You You know, I was like, this is what I need you to do for me. I mean, you, she was babysitting my kids, man. Yeah. I, I didn't have any daycare plan or anything. I was like, until I can find some place to put them in daycare, I need you to watch them for a little bit. She's like, all right, no problem. Next morning, I'm knocking on somebody's door. They ain't even to help. I need to damn, I need daycare. <laughs> and um, so the last time I went over there, because um, she was like, I'm going to just have to start charging you like $40 here and there just to keep up appearances. Mm-hmm. And um, last time I went there to pay her, she was like, um, I can't see you no more. And I'm like, well, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, um, I found out that I was um, like a month or so pregnant and um, this and that. And I'm having some complications and everything. And I was just like. This is very problematic. <laughs> I was like, OK. So what I said to her in these exact words, I was like, you have my number. You know where I live. If there's anything you need to tell me or anything we need to talk about. You know how to find me. Mm-hmm. And that was like in 2003. Yeah. And I've never seen or heard from her ever since. <laughs> that's good. You're like, that's a good thing. Yeah, and I've, and I've had um, the same phone number that I currently have for over 10 years now. I mm-hmm. never changed my number. So it's not hard to find me yeah. <laughs> if you want to. Now you got a podcast with listeners. Yeah, you know. So it's just like. So like the husband, assuming he was the husband. Mm-hmm. He, he might not have been. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. I play many different scenarios in my mind. Because, like, like, even her saying that she was pregnant, it could have been a way for her to try to get rid of me. But there's, you know? like, no way that he was like, yeah, you just met this guy. 
Yeah. He couldn't possibly believe that, right? Yeah, because, I mean, me being a husband, saying that, like, um, if my wife was like, hey, I'm going to go have drinks with this guy or whatever, with no backstory or whatever, just like, yeah. all right, I met him at Walgreens or some shit, and we like, just had a good conversation. I was like, no. like you, Also, you don't meet people at Walgreens. No, you don't. You really don't. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're begging for change or some shit. And then you don't want to meet them either. No. But, like... I know my wife to have guy friends, but that was because she worked with them for years or mm-hmm. she used to be in the military with them or, you know, friends of friends or whatever. I get stuff like that, but just to meet some random motherfucker out in the wild and be yeah. like, all right, we're friends now. No, <laughs> no, I'm going to watch your kids on top of all that, yeah. too, without a, like she didn't even have like a credible daycare. And so it's not like she could use that. It's like I can go to her website. And, oh, this is how I found her. Yeah. No, it's just like two people meeting on the goddamn street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. And, the, and, like, the brother was just like, yep, this is cool. So my question is, her way of taking you out of this month-and-a-half-long relationship was a note that was like, I have a surprise for you. It's my husband. <laughs> yes. Like, that's not cool. What what went wrong in her mind where she thought that was the right thing to do? You know? And uh, I think at some point in time she was a stripper because she wouldn't tell me what, what she did for a living. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's fucking weird. And that wasn't even the first time I got hosed by a pregnant per, uh, pregnant person. Goddamn, I hope she wasn't pregnant. By um, a married person. Oh, uh, boy. It was another time to, like, it was sometime after that event. It was just mm-hmm. like um, I was on MySpace in Black Planet, which was a thing. Okay. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Black Planet. It's just Black Twitter now, right? Well, um, Black Planet was like kind of uh, uh, supposed to be the blacks only spinoff of MySpace. It was okay. like, because I love you, black people, but it's a point in time to where we don't need our own thing for everything. It's like, okay. all right, MySpace is a thing, so now we got to have our own black version of it. Let's have a black Twitter. I was like, why the fuck? Twitter is just sufficient enough. I hear good stuff comes out of black Twitter, though. Yeah. I mean, isn't black Twitter just a subset of actual Twitter, though? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's not like its own website. Apple website or nothing. If it is, I'm really out of the I, loop. I, I, yeah. Because, like, um, my whole thing is like, I mean, I, I understand things that are rooted in tradition. I can understand mm-hmm. that because, I mean, well, people are going to go toward people they're similar with anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, there's you, a reason there are Chinatowns. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand that. I guess, I guess that's a whole nother kettle of fish. But that's a, that's a bigger, deeper discussion that <laughs> yes. is like filled with history and how yeah. humans function. Because, like, um, down in Myrtle Beach, mm-hmm. they got a thing called Bike Week. And then a couple weeks later, they have a thing called Black Bike Week. You know, my only knowledge of Myrtle Beach, and this is like completely off topic, um, I don't know anything about Myrtle Beach, mm-hmm. but I do know that Hooters started an airline in the mid-2000s called Hooters Air, and you know where they flew to? Myrtle Beach? Just about Myrtle Beach, <laughs> only that. And they used to advertise during Comedy Central while I was watching like uh, marathons of Win Ben Stein's Money or something like that. I'm like, Hooters Air? That's weird. Where's Myrtle Beach? I, I never heard of that. That's all. I, that's all I know about it. I, obviously, the airline did not succeed. I, I, obviously not. <laughs> no. So anyway. Yeah, but but that was the thing. But like things like that, that's that's rooted in tradition because back in the time when Bike Week first started, mm-hmm. you, you know, we were segregated. You know, yeah. blacks from whites and so on and so forth. So that was black people making their own thing because out of necessity or yeah. whatever because they weren't allowed to do the normal thing mm-hmm. i can understand that yeah makes sense but now here in 2017 there's no reason you're you're still allowed on myspace yeah <laughs> there's no reason for you know 
anybody to be doing things like that. I can get behind a black-owned business, yeah, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't really have to tout yourself as that. It's yeah. a successful business. That's what it is, mm-hmm. you know? But I digress. Whatever the fuck. But um, I don't even know what I was talking about before. You don't that. have to digress. This is a fucking <laughs> podcast where I prefer you don't. <laughs> we might have to save it for a future episode. Yeah. But uh, it's just fucking weird, man. I don't know. I just got lost in that. I, don't I think even... you were trying to get to about how you got duped by another pregnant oh, person. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Interwebs. Yeah. I was on MySpace trying to uh, uh, spread my seed virtually. <laughs> and um, I come across this girl, which I should have known was trouble to begin with because profile picture, the, mm-hmm. the main overarching picture on the website, which made me stop and look at her profile was her and um, flanked by two other girls and they're bent over ass toward the camera. And just all, so right. all you see is big booties and bikinis mm-hmm. or whatever. So what initially got me to try to talk to this person is like... Was her friend's asses. Yeah, which one's... Which, one, which set of cheeks is yours? Which, yeah. which one is you? Mm-hmm. And what I noticed about this particular profile is it's like it was pictures of her but it wasn't like full pictures of her. Mm-hmm. It was like her friend shoulder would conveniently be like covering parts yeah. of her face and shit and all kind of stuff. She's hiding in the back. Yeah, but like, so that's why I was kind of confused on who, which was which. But regardless of the fact, we still got into conversation over instant messenger and all those cool things. And um, we kind of set up a, a play date, mm-hmm. what, I, what I like to call them. Right. Because she had a, um, a kid. And mm-hmm. I had two kids. So I was like, yeah, bring your kid. Kids can play with the kids and so on and so forth. And um, she get there. And from what I seen from her profile, from here down, it's magnificent, amazing, mm-hmm. curvy, plump in the right spots. Right. But from here up, I'm gesturing from my neck down to the feet and from my neck, neck, up. neck up. The neck up portion was, wasn't, wasn't so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that was okay because she had a nice personality, and some big boobs, and yep. some big ass. <laughs> so I can negate all that can because ignore those things. Plus, I had liquor in the refrigerator. <laughs> and um, so we go, we get some Jamaican food, we hang out. Um, kids fall asleep, mm-hmm. and um, so I use this opportunity to make my move. Yeah. And her daughter cock blocked me. It's like mom, mom, mom. <laughs> It's just like, you know, she, you know, she weirded around other people or whatever. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is cool. That's fair. So um, I have a spare room. I'm thinking that she's going to put the kid in the spare room. Mm-hmm. She put the kid in the room where we going to be sleeping. Mm. So it's me, her, and this random kid that I don't know. I really don't know her, but I know her more than I would like. I don't want random kids in my bed yeah. you know, that I don't I know. I understand that. I think that's a common thing. So, um. I'm laying there. I was like, well, fuck it. This is a bus. I'm going to sleep. Then she started rubbing my penis. With, with the kid there? With the kid there. Oh, man. Then, 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 then um, the drawers fly over my face onto the floor. Who thinks this is okay? I thought it was okay at the time. I mean, yeah, you were being <laughs> manipulated. Yes, yes. I was playing with the nipples, all right. But with the kids. Yeah. And, um, what? Okay. Kid, kid was a sound sleeper. <laughs> But, Interesting. Um, anyway, wasn't the kid's first rodeo, perhaps? Probably not. So anyway, um, she go back home to where she ever she lived, and um, I tried to contact her on um, MySpace again to just um, you know keep tabs. I mean, I, I did stick my penis inside of you. I, some, it's the least you can do. You know, um, I was trying to see if I can just come up there and visit her. Mm-hmm. 
and um, what I didn't see before on the profile that wasn't there the last time I looked, her status was married. Yeah. <laughs> so I never heard from her. She never returned my calls, no voicemail, instant messages, nothing. Mm-hmm. So married bitch stepped out on her husband, come mess with me, then go back. With her kids. <laughs> with the kid. <laughs> Jesus. That is not okay. Yeah. Why are you getting roped into this stuff? I don't know. Or why did you? I, I don't know, man. I, I guess I have that written on my forehead. He fucks <laughs> I, with married people. I feel like that was... Um, the reason you looked at her profile was a thing that when I was online dating was something that um, happened a lot where they would be in photos with their friends mm. and like the only photos you would put up were group photos so you weren't really sure who it who was. Is who? So there was a lot of like sleuthing going on like I gotta figure out which one of these people is actually the person behind this profile. Yeah. And then it got to a point where I realized it's always the ugly one <laughs> and I will never if you have had multiple people in your profile yeah, I just swipe the other direction you're yeah. out. And it's just like um, I didn't date a lot of people yeah. on the interwebs. I mean, success story, Mrs. B-Rob, we've been married going on 10 years. And um, I met her through Black Planet. There you go. There you go. So, I mean. So, maybe they, maybe they did meet their own little world. Yeah. <laughs> we, we met in our own little world. So, I mean, shout outs to Black Planet. They're still there, by Are the way. really? Yeah. It's not as what it used to be. Obviously not. <laughs> but it's still there. But, um. I got catfished a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just like um, a squirrel. Yeah. I was hoping it was a squirrel and not a rat. I, last time I was on the patio, I saw a rat run up the fucking wall. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's a nimble rat. Hey, the food's still good. It's fine. But um, that's why the rats are here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I got hoes. I got catfished. It's just like the pictures on the profile, they don't say that this was me 10 years prior or me right out of high school, or me before I had my three or four kids and shit. So, like, they got all these glam photos and everything up there. And when they face-to-face, I'm just like, you brought extra with you. I feel like (laughs) the catfishing thing has kind of died down just because of... Nowadays. Well, how obvious it is, but it felt like something early on where, like, you could just pretend to be somebody else. But generally, like, I'm sure it still happens, but I feel Mm. like it's one of those things that just... It has to still happen, Paul, because damn, they, they have, have a TV show. TV show my girlfriend <laughs> loves that show, and I'm like, this is so stupid. Yeah. But it seems like one of those things that I guess because there's so much attention on it that it's just not happening that often. But I don't know. I haven't been in that world in quite some time, and I'm not going back. Yeah, man. It's like, if, God forbid, where some wood, I knock on my head, that um, something happened with, Miss, with me and Mrs. B-Rob or whatever to where I had to be single again. Mm-hmm. I'd just be a fucking hermit crab, man. I just, I'll stay in the house. I'll submerge myself in video games yeah. and movies and electronics and shit. Mm-hmm. And I'll just spend the rest of my days that way. Doesn't sound that bad. It, it really doesn't. <laughs> it's a good but, alternative. And it's cheaper. <laughs> kind of. Depending on dating. the electronics. <laughs> Still cheaper, I think. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that'll just be my life from there on out. But mm-hmm. like, I can just remember what it was before her. Or whatever. I mean, and it was some good times. Don't get me wrong. Right. I had fun getting drunk, being young and shit. Mm-hmm. But now, it was um, a couple of times to where I had to go look myself in the mirror and be like, who are you? <laughs> Why are who's you doing that, this? Who, who's that person in the room over there? <laughs> Why is she so fat? <laughs> what, what is her name? <laughs> what is her? Oh, another funny story. <laughs> that damn shit. I went to uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know her name now. But at the time, I only knew her by her screen name. Yeah. And then when she showed up with one of her friends, like, I didn't know what the fuck to call her. 
So I didn't know her name like for a good like, like the whole time. XX underscore. I was like, fuck. Like the whole time they talking, I'm just avoiding conversation to say her name or whatever. And yeah. I was like, yeah, girl, whatever, you know. And then um, she referred to herself in third person or whatever. And I was like, that's a goddamn name. That's what it Thank is. God. <laughs> I'm glad this happened. I'm glad you was being random and obscure and using yourself in third person to say your name so I can know what it is. <laughs> I feel like the majority of the people up until pretty recently that I had met online I literally only knew them from a screen name at one point, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat. But I think everyone's kind of deviated from screen names. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Facebook, for prying into our privacy. Yeah. And making us just give you all of this information. But that, that, was, that was just, that tickled me pink. And then there's, like, some girls I've met, I still don't know their names. <laughs> well, that's I, okay. Yeah, that's just, whatever. You know what I'm here for. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's one way to do it. I'm pretty sure I went on a few Tinder dates where I just didn't know their names. Yeah. And their names are on the Tinder profile. Yeah. There's, oh, you just didn't care. Yeah, and then there's a period of time where I'm like, I just really want to go out and talk to somebody, have something to drink, yeah. and eat sushi with this person. I mean, I, I even fell into the trap of, um, you know, those instances to where you wake up in a strange bed and you roll over and like, oh, fucking Garuga Monster laying next to you and you be like, oh, I got to go and you got to leave. I got work to do. Yeah. You said you're unemployed. Not anymore. I got a job. Yeah, I just got a job. Just now. <laughs> My job is to get out and go find a job. Yeah. But what happened to me is I woke up mm-hmm. and I looked around and I seen this Garuga Monster laying next to me and I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. And then I'm putting my clothes on, and I'm looking around. It's like, fuck, this is my house. <laughs> you got to get the fuck out of here. Uh, you got to get the fuck out of here. And then I'm looking outside in the driveway. Fuck, I brought you here. So I got to take you to wherever the hell you got to go. <laughs> That's not good. No, yeah. I, when I found out, um, one of the girls I was dating, when I found out she was cheating on me, um, I found out when she was at the house I was at at the time, and she didn't have a car. So I had to, like, I had to wake her up. And then I had to sit in the car with her as I drove her ass home and said, get the fuck out. Like, not a fun car ride. Awkward as and shit. And you, like, drive angrily. So, yeah. like, she knows that you're mad. So I'm, like, speeding and, like, hitting speed bumps hard. You're trying to talk. You're turning up the music. Yeah. <laughs> Just making it, like, make sure it's uncomfortable for them, too. Yeah. And then I'm no spring chicken or fresh catch or whatever. It's been situations to where I showed up to the scene and I'm just like, uh, she's not that hot, but whatever. And then they kind of felt the same way and just kind of ditched on me. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I feel bad, kind of. Well, let me call the next person. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've had that happen. I had, uh, there was one girl I met on, fuck, I want to say it was OkCupid. Um, and we went on two dates. And both of them were great. Well, the first, one and a half of them were great. Yeah. Um, the second one. <laughs> one and a half stars. The second one, she had me come meet her and her friend for drinks, uh, you know, in Midtown, and I, I hate going to Midtown already, but um, so we go to this place, and she's just in her phone the whole fucking time. Yeah. So I'm like trying to be nice and cool with her friend because at the very least, like, I'll talk to this person who's clearly here, um, and um, this other dude shows up that she had also met on the internet, oh. and she was like trying to pit us against each other and like make us fight for her. So I, I fucking <laughs> left. And I was, like, super nice to her friend the whole time because I had, like, I'll befriend this person. Plus yeah. She was hot, too. Um, so, like, I left and, like, messaged her friend. Like, <laughs> not to not to holler at her, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, kind of the holler at her. Yeah. But, 
because there was like it was it was awkward for her too. Yeah. And we were having like the conversation about how it was awkward. So I said something. I don't remember what I said, but I like apologized for like abruptly leaving because it was rude and how I didn't like the situation and all that. It was just yeah. being cordial. And, um, but also hoping that she was like, yeah, that was weird. Let's date, <laughs> uh, which was not the case. Um, but so I did that. And then like a day or two later, the girl who invited this dude hits me up and she like rips me to shreds for trying to holler at her friend. And I'm like, okay, first bitch. First of all, you tried to get me to fight another dude who was like a total alpha, like macho dude. And I'm just yeah. like, at this point I'm way past that. Mm. Mental yeah. state. I'm like, I'm not doing that. You're not even worth the trouble. Yeah, so, so why the fuck I'm gonna fight you over somebody I don't even know? Right. And on top of that, like, it wasn't that great. So <laughs> like, I'm not gonna fight this dude over this girl. Like, go ahead and do your thing. Like, you want someone to fight over you? This guy won. Here you go. Yeah. Enjoy that drama. I damn um, had two instances where the internet thing kind of set me up. Mm-hmm. It was three times that I can think of. One was um I was messing around with this girl, and um it wasn't I I, I know it it wasn't meant to go anywhere beyond what it did and you know hanky panky time that's mm-hmm. all that's all I wanted, and then damn that was done yeah and then you know I try to move on to somebody else, and um she's like you look familiar, and then. She's like, do you know this girl? And it was a picture of the girl that I was just talking about. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, my bad. Delete, delete, delete. <laughs> I feel so. The closest thing to that, which is is not remotely the same level, um, but there was a girl on um, OKCupid that I had messaged like a year and a half ago, or not a year and a half ago, but like a year and a half prior to the situation. Mm-hmm. And um, I had been dating my current girlfriend for about a year. And she's like, invites her coworker out. And it was the same fucking girl. No. Um, which nothing ever happened. She yeah, never yeah. even replied to the message. But I'm like, that girl looks familiar. <laughs> and anyway, like after the fact, my girlfriend's like, yeah. Um, it was like a group setting. So one of my friend's boyfriends was there. And she's like, yeah, I used to date him. Like, not my girlfriend. The, yeah. Her coworker used to date one of the guys there. And one of the guys who was also there, his coworker was trying to date her then. And I'm like, yeah, I messaged her okay, Cupid before I met you. It was super weird. Yeah, I, I wound up um, striking up a conversation with a girl that was, um, that, which weirdly enough sounds, how it's going to sound when I say it, um, it was my nephew's girlfriend who's currently his, uh, they got a child together now. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to her not knowing that she was talking to my nephew because <laughs> my nephew is a day older than me because mm-hmm. I got brothers and sisters that's like, light years older than me mm-hmm. so they got kids that's my age and older than me mm-hmm. so yeah i was talking to her but she was talking to my nephew <laughs> and um he brought it to me he's like you know this girl i was like yeah 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 man i was talking to her on the internet blah 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 he's like i talked to her i was like oh my bad i didn't know <laughs> it's not like I, I at that point i didn't make any advances he was just like yeah same town went to the same schools mm-hmm. and stuff like that just general conversation so I was like, oh, and then later on they wind up having a kid together. <laughs> so that could have went a total different direction if he hadn't caught it, and or we had enough time to mingle. Yeah, could have been problematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then um, a girl came over to my place, and then I guess had one of her friends message it me somewhere, talking about, you know, when you. I'll put it this way. There was a uh, a particular rut in my life to where after that thing happened with that girl and Mm -hmm. her husband and all that shit, and 
the other girl being married or whatever, I just stopped giving a fuck. Yeah. And I was just like, anything with a pulse <laughs> and a vagina was mine. I was touching everything. Yeah. And um, just being greedy mm-hmm. and uh, overzealous and everything. So she got one of her friends to get online and reach out to me mm-hmm. and kind of set something up between me and her, which I didn't know, unbeknownst to me. Right. So I'm thinking this is just a whole nother set of poon. I was like, yeah, more for me. <laughs> and then um, I meet at the location to be determined or whatever. Nobody show up. So I was like, huh, whatever. This happened before. Yeah. And then she come back and hit me up like, hey, that was my friend. We did this and you're not trustworthy, motherfucker. And it's like, oh, okay. I was like, all right. It's like, you sure it's not like, you're not trustworthy. We're yeah. supposed to meet you to yeah. show up. Yeah. <laughs> You motherfucker! You you had to deceive me. I said we. This isn't a relationship. We're not boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, we're just friends. Qu- quotation marks. <laughs> Whatever. So I, I don't owe you nothing. Why are you trying to set me up? <laughs> well, maybe they wanted to get somewhere. And then she died from cancer later. True story. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I thought the story was going. <laughs> I I didn't either tell. Until she died from cancer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it is. Uh, on that high note, should we wrap this episode and plan to do another one at a later date? Yeah, we can. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is interesting because th- this is a two thing. So yeah. people who are listening to my show who are like, I'm going to go check out you know, your show, mm-hmm. um, will hear this show there because we're, yeah. we're doubling up. Yeah. So check out older episodes. Yes. <laughs> uh Anyway, I just kind of abruptly end mine shows. So if you want to throw in your little outro or whatever, go for it. Yes, it's, it's, it's very, very uh, scripted. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and any other general shenanigans, that's the account that you do it on. Also, I host a podcast called The Random Rounds with Rob, which also has its own Twitter account that you can find at 3Rshow. I also have a website called randomrobcast.com to where you can use my almighty Amazon links to help support the show. You can click on it, take it to Amazon, you buy shit, you don't pay extra. It helps me out. Sound like a podcast one commercial. Um, You can buy merch on randomrobcast.com. You can be a patron through Podbean like Brandon McIntyre and Glenn Abbott. Um, My wife got a book on there, Dark Deception. You better get it while it lasts because it's going to be out of print. But I think you can still get it electronically. It's all on the website. Just go to randomrobcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram to where I roam around the hollowed halls of Walmart um, when shenanigans ensue. I found a pack of uh, sausage links on the ground outside of Walmart the day before yesterday, and I turned into staff. So if you lost your... um, I was really hoping you would have taken them. (laughs) I I started to. Just knowing that they was out there on the ground... And it was already paid for at this point. I could have just took them home, had me breakfast the next day. <laughs> but, well, it's very good of you to return it to the staff. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, you, you, this is kind of weird because you said it's a swap cast is what we like to call it in the biz, brother. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I didn't know that. So um, why don't you give your plugs if you have any? Oh, um, there isn't one. Um, <laughs> Uh, you can download uh, my podcast at fanoffmedia.com. That's F-A-N-O-F-F.com. Um, sorry. It's normally fanoff.com. Put the word media after that, like fanoffmedia.com. And it's up there with a bunch of other podcasts that one of them I host is about pro wrestling that sometimes goes three to four hours. Yes. Um, and then some other stuff I've like never listened to. Um, <laughs> and you can also find my show on Facebook if you look for Paul Griffin's Absurd 
I haven't subsected it a bunch with like Instagrams or Twitters or anything. Yep. Um, I'm also on Twitter at unpaulfessional. So if you want to follow me and watch me live tweet wrestling or call the president a bitch from time to time, uh, you can do that. So, uh, Alright. So that's about it. That's where you can find me. Yeah. This is, this is a unique episode to where we're doing two for the price of one. Um, on behalf of the Random Rams with Rob, I would like to give something to the listeners of Absurd. And that is um, a digital download <laughs> for the movie Transformers The Last Night. Or you can just keep it for yourself. Cause no, it, someone else can take it. <laughs> Alright. But the, uh, the numbers and letters are as follows is K Y Y F W K six R Y J A four. So there you go. You got a free digital download of Transformers the last night with motherfucking Mark Wahlburn and everything. <laughs> and Anthony Hopkins is in that. Yes. Who's dead in the Thor movie. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers for who hasn't seen Thor yet, but wanted to. Hey, it's okay. Yeah, it's been out for a month. If you yes. really wanted to see it, you would have seen it. Yes. Rag that rock. I, I just saw it the other day. It's great. Do you have Movie Pass? No, I've heard great things about Movie Pass. I got it. It's awesome. I need to look into that. Sponsored by Movie Pass. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> On that note, um, Usually what my sign out is, I'll see you next time. So that's what the fuck you can do. I'll see you next time. <laughs> Yay. Yay, we did it. We did it. All right, can you save that? And yep. I use Audacity as well. Yep. So you probably don't have to mix it down or anything. <laughs>